Dream to Reality Entertainment presents the Think Tank Podcast. Starring your host, he's a podcaster, photographer, filmographer, writer, conspiracy fascist, entrepreneur, explorer, color commentator, picky eater, beer ninja, secret agent, and the world's most influential humanoid, he is Ryan the Area Man. And now, coming to you pre-recorded from the very secretive D2R studios, deep undercover in the world's deepest, darkest, most secure, Hadron Collider and Nuclear Bomb Tested and Approved Doomsday Bunker, here is Ryan the Area Man! Hey Dave. Hey buddy. <laughs> How are you? Good. Good. You? Great. Things have died down. Just a titch. No pun intended. Oh, Dave, come on. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so... Obviously, a few episodes ago, we did the uh, Las Vegas massacre. Yeah, where it was like it just happened, and the craziness with all the the tweets and some fucking idiot trying to tie me to the thing and tie us. I was barely well, briefly for a second. Yeah. That kind of bugged me a little bit. Only because you were involved, in yeah, in the picture and involved in some of the interviews and all that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. in an indirect, indirect way, yeah, you were affected. I was a little bit more. Yeah, I'm First not trying. First hand indirect. Yeah, I'm not trying. And to my dad was direct. Steal you, your guys. My thunder. dad. Yeah, you was direct. Um, so, uh, all said and done, he received death threats. My dad. Right. He uh, got a retarded amount of uh, friend requests, which I'm still baffled that people would friend request a person they think is a fucking uh, mass shooter. And the fact that he was supposedly dead yeah why are people doing that like if he if that was legit the killer like he's not gonna accept it right it's insane so you know all of that um yeah if you didn't listen to that episode obviously we just spoiled the uh, nice surprise ending to that episode but Mm -hmm. you should go back and listen because we were covering everything now it's we're out what three weeks now time people are hearing this from yeah, the actual shooting, least. roughly. Yeah. Yeah, because I have on October 1st. This is coming out a little, little, little beyond mid-October. Okay? Um, now, a lot of shit's... Like, so this investigation is ongoing. Oh, There's yeah. still no, like, definitive answer of what happened. There's still no security footage that's been released. There's, you know, and, and there's tons of, like... But every day it seems like another little piece comes out or mm-hmm. whatever. So, you know, I've been compiling articles and right. things like that right. and listening to, you know, news places and all this shit. We're going to read a few more articles. Yeah, because I, I stopped listening to all that shit because I was going to wait till we yeah. did it together. Because I don't, I don't trust anything I hear on the news. Well, neither do I. No, not, not from mainstream media. Uh, meaning right, right, like right. CNN, ABC, CBS, NBC, all that right. shit. I don't, I don't give them uh, the time of day anymore because they, I don't think they're credible sources anymore. Right, they're not. They're shills. Um, so, anyways, uh, we're gonna go through some of these, and then 
we're going to readdress after all things read and said. Now, obviously, it's ongoing, but where we're at at that point, after reading these articles... What we think happened? What the... Yeah, I'm, I'm curious, after you've taken all things you've heard, mm-hmm. if, if any of these articles maybe changed, because we did this at the, the last episode, right? and you had an idea of what you thought happened, I gave what I thought happened, mm-hmm. and now... Some of these articles may has your has your opinion changed since more shit yeah. has come out? Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, some parts some parts of it have changed, some parts have not. Okay. Um, and and we'll get into all that, but I think we'll first go through some of these articles here, and we'll see if any of this stuff surprises you, because maybe you've heard, maybe you haven't heard. Yeah. Let's let's just all right get right into it there. All right. So. I guess let's go with the top one. We're just going to work our way down. These are in no particular order. That's what she said. All right. The uh, headline, security guard and key witness in Vegas shooting disappears as official story falls apart. Really? Yes. Are you interested? Book to the year. All right. Jesus Campos, the Mandalay Bay security guard shot by gunman Stephen Paddock, who opened fire on thousands of concertgoers in Las Vegas, has reportedly vanished moments before he was scheduled to speak to the press. Campos was booked for five interviews Thursday night, all of which were mysteriously canceled. As of Friday, his whereabouts are reportedly unknown. ABC News journalist Stephanie Wash, who was present to interview Campos on Thursday night, tweeted that the guard had left before their interview. Quote, we were in a room and we came out and he was gone. End quote. Wash tweeted late on Thursday, quoted, quoting David Hickey, president of the International Union Security Police and Fire Professionals of America, which represents Campos. He's got a picture of the tweet there. Wash later tweeted that Campos' whereabouts were unknown. All right. Um, Campos was also scheduled to appear on Fox News, but Sean Hannity confirmed that Campos had canceled. When investigative reporter Laura Loomer went to Campos' house after it was reported that he canceled his interview with Hannity, she filmed a periscope of a woman at the door who told her that she was not allowed to talk. Quote, we can't talk about stuff right now. End quote. She said, sorry, I can't talk right now. And she's got the video. Is that, that's the periscope there? Well, this is a screenshot of the thing. If you really? go to her her uh, Twitter, uh-huh. you could probably watch it. Okay. Uh, Laura Loomer is the one who... Uh, put out that receipt. Oh, okay. That receipt yeah, yeah, that we yeah. talked about in the, the yeah. previous episode. Yeah. Um, uh, with, with that he had two guests and all that. Just right. to remind people if they're not sure what that receipt's all about. Uh, Luma was met with armed security officers who told her to leave the property. Quote, What I want to know is who is preventing the family from talking? We have a confirmation right now that there is a gag order on the family of Jesus Campo- Campos. If Jesus Campos is truly a hero, there is no reason he or his family wouldn't be allowed to talk about what he saw and what he did, end quote, Loomer said, according to Got News. Uh, the reporter was also banned from attending a press conference held by the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department. Uh, at the press conference, Clark County Sheriff Joseph Lombardo revised the timeline of events for the October 1st shooting for the second time. Initially, police said that Campos arrived at Paddock's door while the shooting was underway and diverted some of the gunfire away from the concertgoers. Campos was dispatched to the 32nd floor after a door alarm alerted the security team to an open door near Paddock's suite. When he went to investigate, he came under fire and was struck in the leg. 
He retreated and notified his dispatcher about the shooter. The police charged their, changed their timeline last week when Lombardo announced that Campos had arrived six minutes before Paddock began firing into the crowd, leading many to question why police waited so long to respond. On Thursday, MGM Resorts International, which owns the Mandalay Bay, released a statement to correct some of the misinformation that has been reported. Quote, We know that shots were being fired at the festival lot at the same time as, or within 40 seconds after, the time Jesus Campos first reported that shots were fired over the radio, MGM said in a statement obtained by the Washington Post. Metro officers were together with armed Mandalay Bay security officers in the building when Campos first reported that shots were fired over the radio. On Friday, Lombardo said that he was very well aware of the MGM statement and said that he was not in conflict with their statement. Lombardo said that the time he provided was not inaccurate, but the circumstances associated with it is inaccurate. He said that the time came from a human entry in a security log. So he's blaming improper documentation on it. Uh, There's an error. We, we actually wrote the wrong time down. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in their statement, MGM said that the 2159 time offered by Lombardo was inaccurate because it was derived from a Mandalay Bay report manually created after the fact without the benefit of information we have now. Or we now have it, actually. Says, okay. Through their investigation, police have determined that Campos encountered a barricaded door adjacent to the suspect's door at approximately 2159. In order to reach the 32nd floor, Campos was required to descend to another level to make it to the door to which he was originally dispatched. After reaching the door, Campos was shot in close proximity uh, to 2205, Lombardo said. The police still claim that Paddock began firing into the crowd at 2205. Okay. So, it's pretty close. I mean, we're talking seconds apart. Right? 2159, 2205? Yeah, six minutes. Oh, no. Yeah, six minutes, yeah. Oh, six minutes, yeah, yeah. Um... Lombardo said that the current timeline was confirmed through records from a call that Campos made on his cell phone after he was shot. He also said that police confirmed the timeline through security logs. Officer Campos himself, the LVMPD dispatch, interviews body-worn cameras, hotel cameras, and private cameras. Okay, well, if we have all that, that you can confirm all that, let's fucking see it then. Yep. This is bullshit. You know what I mean? Put put them out then. Because what, what case do you... The guy that you're claiming did all this is dead. Mm-hmm. So there is no no case that is going to require a jury here. Right. right. So then put it out because you have it doesn't matter if you taint the jury pool because there's no case. The right. guy's dead. Right? Unless he's not acting alone. Yeah. Well, that'd be the only reason. Yep. Um all right. The police still claim okay, we are right. Uh you're so the timeline associated to both of those sources have been verified, Lombardo said. 2205, the number that was provided earlier in reference to the majority of fire, upon our community we still stand by that time, and that was done by the combination of sources that I listed for you earlier, Lombardo added. The sheriff said officers arrived at Paddock Suite at 2217, around 12 minutes after the shooting began. He said that Paddock fired on the crowd for 10 minutes, and by the time police had arrived, the firing had ceased. Lombardo added that investigators have spent a great deal of their time preoccupied on the timeline. He denied that there was any conspiracy between the FBI, LVMPD, and MGM, adding that no one was attempting to hide anything in reference to this investigation. See, and that's bullshit, because otherwise we'd release the videos. Release everything. Right. 
You know, if you, the reason you don't is because you're trying to guide a narrative here. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you release everything and we'll put it together. We don't need you to put it together for us. We already have enough shit that puts it pretty much together. All you're doing is fucking up that the, the actual story here. You know what I mean? By all these changes and shit that they're doing. I like this next bullshit statement. The dynamics and the size of this investigation requires us to go through voluminous amounts of information in order to draw an accurate picture. My attempt, like I stated earlier, is to give you that information as I know it. Unverified to calm the public and not to establish a legal case, Lombardo said, refusing to take questions from the reporters. He added that some of the information that he gave reporters on Friday might also change. Lombardo also updated the number of victims injured in the shooting to 546. Of those victims, he said 501 have been discharged, meaning they they were treated for their wounds and subsequently left the hospital. There are still 45 victims currently hospitalized. The number of fatalities still stands at 59, including Paddock, Lombardo said, but added that this figure may rise, well, obviously because 45 of them could still die, potentially die. Correct. Okay. So that's that's the end of that article. Okay. Anything interesting you get out of that? A lot of stuff, actually. Well, like, where's Jose Campos? Uh, why? Uh-huh. Why are they putting a gag order on him? Uh-huh. Yeah, well, you know, all things interesting, right? Did he really get shot in the leg? I don't know. Where's well, you'll have hear, to ask him. We hear nine one one calls all over the, all the time. Where's his nine one one call? Because he made a phone call saying he was shot. Who did he call? Ghostbusters? Yeah. Like what the fuck? Where's that call at? Yeah. Who did he call? Exactly. That's a good question. <clears throat> Here's the next article. Now, I think you'll get some of your answers as we continue down the list. Yeah. You may not get answers to s- those particular questions in this article. Right. But, but you may get those answers in an article coming up. All right. So this article, IntelliHub exclusive, on-scene investigator banned from Mandalay Bay MGM for life after he discovered this. Well, banned. Are you curious? Fuck no, I don't care. All right, well, Fuck I, that guy. Episode's over. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. Here we go. A comprehensive investigation with pictures from inside the Mandalay Bay after the Las Vegas shooting. I find this in this uh, particular article fascinating. Okay. Here we go. An independent investigator working on the Las Vegas shooting case was staying at the Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino when he was abruptly and formally trespassed from all MGM Resorts International properties within 24 hours of his check-in. The investigator who likes his anonymity goes by at Nick underscore Falco on Twitter and has posted a series of tweets confirming his claims that he was indeed banned from the property for life by MGM management around 7.30 p.m. Saturday evening. Uh, One, I questioned the Las Vegas shooting narrative. I went to... Mandalay Bay to check for myself. After 24 hours, I was banned for life from MGM. That's his tweet. Okay, that was mm-hmm. put out on October 15th. <clears throat> Falco told IntelliHub exclusively that he received a phone call from the front desk of Mandalay Bay shortly before 7.30 p.m. in which a female operator instructed him to answer his hotel room door where four men, two armed guards, a security guy, and an FBI agent simultaneously met him. Falco was then told to pack up his belongings before the FBI agent conducted a subsequent inspection of his room. Soon after the independent investigation... Investigator. Oh. Soon after, the independent investigator says that he was then escorted over to the main entrance of the Mandalay Bay where a security guard stood in front of 
of a camera and verbally read him the trespass. Okay. It's a nice picture of the lobby inside Mandalay mm-hmm. Bay. Mm-hmm. Looks nice, right? It's pretty. Uh, during Falco's visit, he was able to prove that leaked online version of Stephen Paddock's room service receipt was, in fact, authentic after comparing it to a receipt he himself received after ordering room service Saturday morning. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that receipt that we saw right. in a previous one, he uh, he ordered room services himself, and uh, you get to see that receipt here in yep. a second, Dave. Um, so here's his next tweet. Number two, I stayed at Mandalay. Paddock's room service receipt was leaked online. Your it is authentic. What was that? Uh, Siri. Apparently something you said sounded like Siri. Why does it do that, though? I don't know. I hate what it. What triggers Siri? I don't saying it hey, makes Siri. you makes you wonder like well, I didn't say anything like room service receipt maybe a Surrey seat or Surrey seat S- maybe I don't know Surrey no, it's not you stupid it. bitch yeah. alright Pat's room service receipt was leaked online it is authentic here's mine one guest he puts in his tweet mm-hmm. uh, alright uh, doing a better job than most actual career journalist Falco also reported that there's a surveillance camera in each main elevator of the Mandalay Bay and added that there is nowhere to hide. Number three. This is his third tweet. There's thousands of surveillance cameras in gaming area, mostly visible. There's a surveillance camera in each main elevator. You can't hide. Now, he's got pictures of all these things with the tweets, which you'll see as we scroll down. Right. For you, Dave, not for the listeners. During his short-lived investigation... Falco dispelled online rumors that Paddock used his girlfriend's employee ID to access the freight elevator, which is inaccurate because the building's freight elevator doors elevator doors are not secured, nor do they have a sign posted on them restricting the general public from entering or using them. Some people have said Paddock used service elevator with his girlfriend's ID. This is false, Falco tweeted. So number four, basically. A picture of the elevator, I'm guessing. Yeah, there are no locks, no signs, no keys required. In his barrage of tweets, Falco makes clear service elevators aren't prohibited from guests. No signs, no locks. So this is his fifth tweet. Police said Paddock used service elevators. Why? To bypass security? Service elevators aren't prohibited from guests. No signs, no locks. Okay. There are visible surveillance cameras in all service elevators, Falco notes. Um... So the tweet says, number six, there are visible surveillance cameras on all service elevators. There was no reason for Paddock to use these to get around security. Moreover, the freight elevator is located a good distance from Paddock's suite. It's past the main elevators and nearly all the way down to the end of an adjoining hallway. It's quite a trick. The elevator in question is located across the hall from a red dot on the diagram that's included in the following tweet. We might actually have to click on each one of these for yeah. you to see that. I thought they were at the bottom, though. Uh, in the diagram above, you can also see where Paddock's suite was located. It's to the far right. Just outside Paddock's suite is a stairwell, which police say was barricaded. It's very close. Um, see, the following video shows the vantage that Paddock would have had overlooking the venue. Um, the video proves that Paddock would have had a clear shot at the fuel tanks from his room, which was 32nd floor, 135th room which raises questions about the official story, which purports that Paddock broke out the second window in the adjoining room to fire at the fuel tanks. Although Falco tells IntelliHub he is no conspiracy theorist and likes to stick to the facts, 
he sorry he captured an image of the TVs which come equipped in all Mandalay Bay rooms. Samsung smart TV in all rooms. He tweeted in WikiLeaks uh, Vault Seven release. These are compromised listening devices by CIA. I unplugged mine immediately. He tweeted that out. There are at least three Samsung smart TVs in Paddock Suite. Falco tweeted, everything could be recorded by CIA or maybe even MGM. And take note of MGM's privacy policy, which Falco notes in tweet number 12 of 14. From MGM Resort's official website, this is what it says. Wi-Fi and location information. When you use Wi-Fi services we make available at MGM Resorts, we might collect information directly or through third parties about the websites you visit, the type of device and browser you are using, your device identification number, your precise physical location, bandwidth used, session time, etc. Even if you choose not to use Wi-Fi services we make available at MGM Resorts, we may still collect information concerning the precise physical location of your mobile device within and around MGM Resorts for non-marketing purposes. Why? Mm-hmm. It continues, with notice or your consent, and regardless of whether you use Wi-Fi service we make available at MGM Resorts, we might also collect information about the precise physical location of your mobile device within and around MGM Resorts for marketing purposes. Why? Why do they need that, and how the fuck do they access that? Isn't that fascinating? Right. That's kind of... It's uh, kind of fucked up. Insane, if you think about it. Like, that's just shit nobody ever reads or cares about. Yeah, like, how do they... If you don't give them your cell phone number, how do they track it? Like, how do they know it's yours? It's all through the fucking... Uh, that's what those... That's basically saying, because those TVs mm-hmm. have the ability to be tapped into, so you, they can watch, they can connect to that. It's all fucking through the NSA and CIA and all that's that crazy. shit. crazy. So, it's it's like a nanny state that we right, have, basically. Right. And they're basically telling you right there that the moment you enter our hotel... You've given up all rights of privacy. So basically, go there and leave your phone in the fucking room and be, and do whatever you want. You can just leave your phone in your room and you're fine. They can't track you then. Well, yeah, they have cameras everywhere, Dave. Well, they yeah. They track everything, yeah, all that. The moment you enter their property, you've given up all rights. Yeah, I So just that. know that in Vegas, that the moment you, you know what I mean? You have no privacy. You've given up privacy, I guess. Right. Not rights, privacy. All right, Falco tweeted, MGM admits that they track your location through your phone whether or not Wi-Fi is used. Heavy surveillance. However, he questions how bad I got 23 rifles up to his room if surveillance actually exists. Additionally, Falco told Intellihope that not one of the four men who escorted him out of his room would provide any form of identification or business card, nor did the front desk provide him with a signed copy of the trespass. Okay, so when I first read this article, all the pictures were there. It looks like we're going to have to click on them. So let's go back to the top, and I'll click on them, Dave, so you can see them. Yes, that would be nice. So this is the 24 hours uh, he was banned picture. All right. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So we're going to do that, huh? We're going to play this game? That's pretty cool. Hang on a second. I think I'm going to have to log in to Twitter. So if his... Well, I guess it's if they're hooked up through CIA. But I was going to say, if his account is blocked in privacy, how did MGM know he was tweeting this shit out? Huh? How did MGM know he was tweeting this shit out if his tweets are protected? Well, they're not. 
Christ. So I wonder if I click on it. Oh, wow. It took me completely off that website. Oh, wow. That was there interesting. All right. Let's see if now that I've logged into Twitter, if it will fucking show me. It's weird because when I pulled this up on my phone, it had all these pictures there. And now it's... Uh... All right, here we go. So, here's the first tweet. I questioned the Las Vegas shooting narrative. I went to Mandalay Bay check for myself. After 24 hours, I was banned. So, here's the trespass. And if you read it. Nevada revised statute 207.200 trespass on land of another warning. Trespass warning. So, he's now allowed at the Aria Delano Bellagio Circus Circus Signature Excalibur Goat Strike. Tunica, Luxor, Mandalay Bay, MGM Grand, MGM Grand, Detroit, Mirage, Monte Carlo, New York, New York, Slots of Fun, Vidara, Beau Rivage, and National Harbor. Drink. Wow. But it's not signed. What was that? I don't know. Did you hear that? Yeah. I wonder if somebody's trying to tap into our shit right now. The problem is... That was weird. Why are we having so many problems? Why is it not opening up a separate page? So we don't go back to it. It's fucking annoying. Alright, so what we're gonna do. Because I'm tired of dicking around with this shit. Well, anyways. What if you right click and do open a new window? Yeah, I might do that. Alright. So this is. The first one's his receipt, which I don't need to see. It's the second one. Try that. No, I should have opened a new tab. All right. Oh wow. That's where. Uh, oh, scroll down. They're all in there. They're all on that one page. Okay. Here we go. So, you remember seeing the other receipt? Yep. Here's this one. So it's got the date right in the same spot the other one was. Yep. Um, guess one. Paddock's guess said two. Mm-hmm. Um. And this is what he got. It's laid out the same way. Everything's laid out the same way, basically. Yep. All right. The next thing, number three, thousands of surveillance cameras. So there's the elevator, the main elevator with the camera. Mm-hmm. Every single elevator has one. So there's no way. All right, now here's the uh, service elevator. There's those doors that appear to go nowhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a service elevator. There's no lock. Every, anybody can use them. You just got to open the door, and then... You know, there will be... Behind that door is the elevator. Right. You would hit the thing and whatever. All right. Then now here's a video, Dave, of him showing. So you walk through those doors. These are the service elevators. Okay? Mm-hmm. After he goes through that door. So this is what's used by the cleaning, uh, right. the uh, um, people delivering food. All of that. Yep. So, once again... Literally, he just, he just walked right in. It, it you can. Anybody can do this. And they're not locked because... But they're, they're supposed to be used for people delivering room service or... Right. Cleaning Housekeeping or... Housekeeping and stuff. Yeah, all that yeah. stuff. Okay, so... And like you said, it's not marked anywhere. It doesn't say right. employees only past this point. Right. doesn't say anything. It's just a blank fucking door. Yeah. So, I went in one. And there's camera in there, too. Mm-hmm. So there's cameras in the service elevators as well. So it's not like that's a secret elevator that 
have no cameras, there's right. cameras there too. So now here's the map of, all right, you are here, okay? Paddock's room was right here where his finger is. So one window was broken out here, one was broken out here. You see where I'm pointing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. This is where the service elevator is. Where the fuck over here? That's a pretty long walk. Yeah. There's a stairwell right there that was supposedly barricaded. Yeah, and the other elevators are right where the white dot is right there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, here's a video of uh, a view from... So is he in his room then? No, he's not in the actual room. I think he's in a room either b- below or above, and that would have been the view. Well, that he's showing where his room was at. I'm guessing. Oh, okay. And that's kind of where the angle would be. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Um, number nine. So, oh, here's the uh, staircase next to his room. Yeah, go back to the beginning of that video. So, there's the staircase. And that's open to public as well. There's mm-hmm. no locks or anything, obviously, for fire or whatever. you got to be able to get in and out. Yeah, no know? noise went off or nothing. So, all right. And then here's the TV, the Samsung Smart TV, mm-hmm. which, according to the Vault 7 WikiLeaks, they're all compromised listening devices by the CIA. They can be tapped into. All right. Uh, let's see, what does this say? So, Year Zero introduces the scope and direction of the CIA's global covert hacking program, its malware arsenal, and dozens of zero-day weaponized exploits against a wide range of U.S. and European company products, include Apple's iPhone, Google's Android, and Microsoft Windows, and even Samsung. Okay. Basically, that's the thing from the Vault 7. Right. Uh, we read the Wi-Fi and location thing, so you've already seen that. Uh, it was evicted after less than 24 hours, but a shooter with 23 rifles was at their hotel for seven days, and they didn't know. Interesting. And then there's his, the, what they handed him, unsigned. It was scary. What? The little dog just jumped on my lap. Oh. They must have left the door open? I thought I shut it. Oh, that's right. All right, so there's the unsigned document that he got, which is odd because if you wanted to, if you issued a no trespassing thing to somebody, it would be signed. Mm-hmm. Because if it's not signed, it's not official. You know that it, it says right on there, signature of the security officer reading the warning. Yeah. Well, they recorded it on a video, but nobody fucking. You know what I mean? Right. It's weird. And then, uh, all right, so let's get rid of this. get rid of that so that's that all right so this guy basically goes in there and he gets kicked out because he's doing his own investigation and uh pointing out all these things that i don't think are that big of a deal yeah he wasn't doing anything but pretty much proving he's just showing that there's cameras here so there's you you can't so like he's going against the official story not really even he's he's not going against anything because He's just showing there are cameras in your elevators. There, 
you can get to the stairwell, you can get to the service elevators, you can get to all these, but there's cameras in all these places. There's like the, he's just showing the basic things. He's showing that the receipt is authentic mm-hmm. that came out, so right. because people could say, "Oh, that that's not a real receipt." Well, he's showing you his receipt that he just got there, so it matches the other one. So the other one's probably either if it was faked, it's pretty fucking accurate, rightly faked. You know what I mean? So. All, all he's doing, in my opinion, is showing you what, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with what he did. I don't either. Unless for some reason he's not allowed to use the service elevators, but then there should be either be a lock or something that says uh, staff only or right. something. There's no indication. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's wide open for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously you would only ban him. But see, nobody signed that thing either, so he's not technically banned. Because I have no signed documentation saying it. You have video of you reading it to me, but that doesn't mean shit in the court of law. Right. In my opinion. You have you have a document that's not signed. doesn't matter that you have video. What's the video going to do? You bring right. that in court, and then are we going to argue your fucking narrative as opposed to authenticity? You know what I mean? Yeah, MGM's not going to get anywhere with that. Right. I right. don't think. No, I Other don't. than the fact they have a shit ton of money. You know what I mean? So yeah, a shit ton of fucking lawyers. Yeah, so let's go to the next article. All right, Las Vegas shooting security guard emerges from the same clinic that treated Kanye West when he had his mental breakdown. And then came, I remember when Kanye West was going to fucking, yeah. all of a sudden he was pro-Trump. Right. And then he had a mental breakdown, or what they claimed, and then now you've not heard from him since. Yeah. Interesting. That whole thing with Kanye. All right, well, let's read this article. Jesus Campos reemerges from Ronald Reagan UCLA Medical Center after vanishing for days. A security guard from the Mandalay Bay Hotel who was hailed a hero by the mainstream media, Jesus Campos mysteriously disappeared on Thursday only to reemerge today after visiting a quick clinic. According to a rep from Campos's union, he had been checked into the Ronald Reagan UCLA Medical Center for psychological assistance after suffering from post-traumatic stress. Campos was originally credited with foiling the Las Vegas massacre by interrupting suspected shooter Stephen Paddock's shooting spree and saving countless lives. Shortly before Campos vanished on Thursday, Las Vegas Sheriff Lombardo uh, suddenly altered the timeline to completely change the narrative, meaning the hero security guard was actually shot six minutes before the shooting started and no longer played a role in stopping the attack. Campos' sudden disappearance raised a lot of suspicions after he didn't turn up for several TV interviews with no answers from his family or security as to where he had gone. Um, The flames of suspicion were fanned even further when it was reported that MGM Resorts International, the company that owns the Mandalay Bay Hotel where Campos worked, completely scrubbed his information from their employee database without explanation. I find That's that to be interesting. Very strange. Yeah, why would you do that? Um, now, after days of missing without a trace, Jesus Campos has reappeared from the same clinic that Kanye West was checked into when he had his quote breakdown. Uh, West was checked into the Ronald Reagan UCLA Medical Center shortly after making several public outbursts about the Illuminati and for announcing his support for Donald Trump. After receiving treatment at the clinic, the music star claimed to be suffering from severe memory loss interesting 
On Thursday, Campos was due to appear at a press conference after being given an award for his bravery, but he disappeared. His union rep revealed on Saturday that Campos was taken to the clinic shortly afterward, and he didn't know what his condition was but said it's highly unusual. I'm hoping everything is okay with him, and I'm sure MGM or the union will let media know where, uh, when we hear something. David Hickey as the, is the president of Security, Police, and Fire Professionals of America, told Fox 5 Vegas. Daily Mail reports, according to the latest timeline provided by police detailing the events of October 1st, Paddock sprayed 200 rounds into the hallway on the 32nd floor of Mandalay Bay, wounding Campos in the leg six minutes before he unleashed his barrage of bullets on the crowd attending the Route 91 Harvest Festival. All right, I have something to say here. You shoot 200 fucking rounds, you manage to hit the guy one time in the leg, you're a horrible shot. Yeah. And then somehow you're able to go to a fucking window and shoot 3,000 more rounds and actually hit a bunch of people from that far away when you couldn't fucking hit a guy barely with 200 rounds? Right. In a hallway at close range? I find this well, not only highly... That, but we've seen, or at least I've not seen any shots of the hotel hallway where there's bullets riddled everywhere. Yeah, where's all the... Uh, when And they have pictures of the room with the tape going across it. Right, with I like don't seven see, bullet I don't cases. see any fucking bullets in any wall outside the hotel room. No. Where's the proof that there was any shots ever fired in the fucking hall? Not only that, but let's say th- let's say this narrative is true. That happened six minutes before the shooting started, and then another twelve minutes before the cops showed up. So eighteen minutes went by from the first shot. Yeah, uh, that's highly suspect, dude. Well, what were the cops doing? And not only that, but they said there were cops at the hotel yeah. down with security before this all went down. It took them eighteen minutes to go up thirty-two floors in an elevator. Yeah. It's not logical. Well, what, did they this, walk up the fucking stairs? And even, well, no, yeah, literally walking, it may take you that long. Yeah. I, I don't... There's holes everywhere, dude. That doesn't this make sense. This is the Swiss cheese defense. Yeah, no no pun intended with the holes everywhere. Supposedly, there'd be holes all over these fucking walls. Yeah, because only one was in the dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Jose or... 200 Jesus fucking rounds, and you hit the guy one time in the leg. That's a horrible aim. What were you aiming at? Yeah, yeah. Who knows? If you actually were shooting, what were you aiming at? How did he even shoot himself if that's the couple of holes? That's insane. There's no way. I mean, I've I've never really, like, shot a gun, but I bet you I could hit somebody. If you gave me 200 rounds and a hallway at close range, I'm pretty sure I could hit that person more than once in the leg. Yeah. And that's with zero experience. Right. Like, I'm, I'm not saying, maybe this guy was even worse of a shot, but then the likeliness that he actually would hit anybody at that far of a range, mm. from that high up in that hotel down to the ground, when there's a lobbying effect with these fucking guns, it's not like the bullet goes that straight for a fucking mile. Right. It's through the, it starts going down further, so he'd actually have to have been shooting higher upwards, in the yeah. upwards. Mm-hmm. How would he know that? He for one, know. unless he was like, they keep saying all this crazy shit about how he had this secret life. Okay, that's fine and dandy. But then he ought to have a better fucking shot at a guy at close yeah. range. Yep. 200 rounds and you hit the guy once. That's a horrible aim. Yeah. All right, let's continue. Campos, who was unarmed, survived the shooting and was scheduled to sit down for five TV interviews on Thursday night, including one on Fox News, but suddenly vanished. ABC News reporters, okay, we already read all that in the other article. Um... That's him? Yeah. So there's just a handful of pictures of tweets and things like that. All right, so 
Here, oh, l- timelines. L- let's read the original and then we'll read the new timeline. Uh, keep in mind, this is all suspect. So this is the original timeline of events given out by police on Wednesday, right after the uh, shooting. Okay. Right. 10.05 p.m., Paddock fires his first shots on the crowd as seen on CCTV. Really? I haven't seen the fucking CCTV uh, video yet of him shooting. Yeah, no. So where in the fuck is the that video? All right. That was my first problem with the first timeline. Uh, at 10.12 p.m., first two officers arrive on the 31st floor and announce gunfire is coming from directly above them. 10.14 p.m., guard Jesus Campos approaches Paddock's room and is shot, but only injured. 10.15 p.m., the last shots are fired from the suspect per body cam due to Campos's intervention. 10.17 p.m., the first two officers arrive on the 32nd floor from the 31st. Okay. It took them five minutes to go from... 31st floor to the 32nd floor. What in the fuck were they doing? Waiting for the elevator? You have a fucking shooter. Ground up the goddamn stairs. Or were these fat motherfuckers? Because I know it seems like a lot of cops nowadays and security guards are fat. Yeah. You know, when they when they come in, they're in good shape, or they wouldn't make it as far, but once they right. get those down, then they become huge. Let themselves go. Yeah. All right, so maybe. Five minutes to go from one, go up one floor. I don't know. If I was in a hurry... I think I'd get there more than qu- well, quicker than five minutes. What if they were on the... Now, because they said they were directly above them, so they would go right up the stairs and they'd be right there. Yeah, usually, yeah. Because the stairs, as we looked at, were right there. Yeah. So if he and heard them directly above them, they would I'm go up running, the stairs. it shouldn't take you more than 30 seconds yeah, to go up those maybe, stairs. Maybe a minute tops. Yeah. That's assuming you're checking. you tripped and fell. You're checking. But they did say, allegedly, that it was barricaded, so it would take them some time to go through the barricade to get uh, in there. Yeah. But I think there would be some... Radio, yeah, audio of oh, the shit's barricaded. I don't know, let's go. You know, something. We never heard any of that either. I, I call poop right. on that one. Ten eighteen p.m. Campos tells the cops he was shot and gives them the exact location of the suspect's room. Ten twenty six to ten thirty p.m. With Paddock quiet, eight additional cops arrive and they decide to evacuate the rooms on the floor. So okay. 21 to 25 minutes after the shooting starts, they decide, oh, we're going to probably evacuate the floor now. Yeah. That's nonsense. 10.55 p.m. Eight officers arrive in the stairwell next to the suspect's room and find the door tampered with and a camera on a room service cart outside. They decide to hold off. At 11.20 p.m., Paddock's room is breached and police enter the room to find him dead. Really? So, the first shots are fired at 10.05. They make make it into the room at 11.20, and they find him dead. They see a camera at 10.55, so uh, I'm confused, Dave. The original timeline makes zero sense. Maybe that's why they have a new timeline. It's not only that, but why is it eight cops, eight cops, eight cops, eight cops? I don't know. I, who knows? Maybe there's something to that, but maybe there's nothing to that. You would think there'd be a lot more than just Well, hopefully the cops. new timeline explains some of this. Well, let's see what you This is the new timeline given out on Monday, which would have been a week and a day after Correct. the initial shooting. 9.59 p.m., Campos approaches Paddock's room looking for an alarm going off at a door nearby, likely from the stairwell. He is shot at and injured. He immediately notifies hotel security, Stephen Shuck, appears to back up this account. Who the fuck is Stephen Shuck? Where the fuck did he come from? Yeah. Uh, 10.05 p.m., first shots fired by suspect. 10.12, first two officers arrive on the 31st floor. 10.15, the last shots are fired from the suspect for reasons unknown. Oh, yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, 
if we're going with the new original timeline, Campos is on the 32nd floor where he supposedly got shot by Stephen Paddock. Why the fuck would the cops go to the 31st floor? I don't know. I'm, I'm confused already by this one, too, because... All right, if you look at 10.15 on the original timeline, it says the last shots are fired from the suspect per body cam due to Campos' intervention. The new timeline, the last shots are fired from the suspect for reasons unknown. So originally it was per body cam. Right. Which you wouldn't put that in there if you hadn't seen the fucking body cam footage. See, that was complete fabricated lie. Yep. Because now the new timeline says for reasons unknown. Oh, that's interesting. So why in, why did you even come out with the original timeline saying body cam? You wouldn't put that unless you had seen that, mm-hmm. or you were told to put that. You were told right? they were they were told to so put that. Clearly, they, there's a lie. There, my there's guess a, is, a, yeah, they thought when they put this whole story together, they thought Campos was going to die, so they wanted to make him a hero. They didn't know where he got shot, so they're like, oh yeah, we'll say it was his body cam. He got shot. He died. He's a hero. And he's the one that stopped it. It's his intervention. That was the original story they were going with. Yeah. And then and they said, oh, shit, he only got shot in the leg. He's going to be fine. Fuck. Yeah. We need a new guy. Now we got to disappear him and we, take him to this fucking clinic and yep. brainwash him, basically. Yep. All right, let's continue down the new timeline. So. Sorry. Love that sound. I know. It's a great pod. 1017, the first two officers arrive on the 32nd floor from the 31st. So we still have a fucking five-minute trek from one floor up. Right. So that didn't change at all. No. Well, you don't want to change it too much. You just got to try and explain Campos right. out of the right. situation. All right. 1018. Campos, who has been stricken for almost 20 minutes, tells police about Paddock's room. Now, the original 1018 was Campos tells the cops he was shot and gives them the exact location of the suspect's room. I like how they put Campos, who has been stricken for almost 20 minutes. So they're they're reiterating their lie. Yeah. Basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. From 1026 to 10.30, let's see if it's the exact same information. With Paddock quiet, eight more cops arrive, and they decide to evacuate the rooms on the floor. Same. Yeah, basically. Uh, additional. Yeah. Uh, the original said additional, eight more, so they just changed some wording there. 10.55, eight officers arrive in the stairwell next to the suspect's room, find the door tampered with, and a camera on a room service card outside. They decide to hold off. 11.20, Paddock's room is breached, and the police enter and find him dead. Okay. So all the rest of it's pretty much the same. So all they did was adjust it, reword some things, and it still makes no sense, in my opinion. Yeah. So in the very first new version, the 959 part, now um, Campos immediately notifies hotel security, so that could be their out of why the police went to the wrong floor. Oh, well, hotel security said 31st floor. We, we were wrong because the hotel security. Well, you'd have to go to the 31st floor before you got to the 32nd floor unless you were in an elevator and you go right to the 32nd. Right, right, right. But regardless, how would you know if you're on the 31st floor if somebody was shooting on the 32nd? You'd hear it and... You'd be able to tell that it was right above? One floor above you. I, and I you'd have to be pretty fucking... Uh, accurate with ballistics to... Hold on, wait. You know what I mean? My spider sense is tingling. He is right above our ears. Yeah, it, it doesn't yeah. seem... No. Unless you went in the suite right beneath it, 
and looked out the window and saw the fucking muzzle flash flash mm-hmm. and it was right there like right above where you were at and so then you were made, able to make that determination yeah because it could be two floors above them how do they know it was one directly exactly that seems a little suspect too all this shit seems suspect okay all right let's continue with the article she followed up by writing that campos's whereabouts were unknown a security guard was supposed to be interviewed by fox news sean hannity but the host tweeted on thursday he canceled so we already read that previous uh article Campos' disappearance came just hours after MGM Resorts International, which owns the Mandalay, disputed the official timeline of the deadliest mass shooting in modern U.S. history, rejecting any suggestion that hotel staff delayed calling 911 for six minutes after Paddock opened fire. Okay. The latest chronology raised a series of questions about whether officers were given information quickly enough to possibly have a chance to take out the gunman before he could carry out the bloodshed. So basically, the whole reason we're switching this shit here is to put blame on somebody who could have possibly prevented it. It kind of seems like with well, that statement right there. No, I think the I think the problem was is with the original timeline. Um, it, it seemed like the cops didn't respond soon enough, and the cops were jacking around and fucking each other in the ass. Um, so this new version says that they did everything as possible, quickly as possible, basically so the families of the alleged victims can't sue, can't sue the Las Vegas Police Department or right. the hotel. So that was a cover your ass. It's a yeah situation, but I think it also takes away, like I said earlier. Well, we don't want this guy who's now going to survive to be a hero because mm-hmm. you know he didn't didn't. Now, if he died, he could be a hero because he you know, like if this guy talks. Mm-hmm. Well, we got to get him in and brainwash him so he can't talk. Yep, and that's exactly I what's mean, going to happen. He's never going to—he's never going to see the light of day again. Well, he's been released. Well, uh, according uh, to this article, yeah, let's keep reading. Yeah. But according to resort officials, it was no more than forty seconds between the time Campos used his walkie-talkie to call for help and Paddock opening fire on the crowd from two windows in his suite. Earlier in the investigation, police had said that Paddock shot through his door and wounded Campos after the guard distracted him from firing on the crowd out the windows. Campos's union president said the latest timeline does not dispute the assertion that the guard is still a hero, saving his co-worker possibly stopping additional shots, reported Stephanie Wash. Campos isn't the first witness to mysteriously vanish, as earlier this week a Mandalay Bay hotel valet worker also disappeared. That's new. Chad Nishimura gave a statement to Hawaiian ABC affiliate KITV4 News saying that he parked the suspected gunman Stephen Paddock's car and said that he was a normal guy who didn't have many bags. Oh. Check that shit out. Yeah. That kind of blows away the fact. Well, if he didn't have many bags, how'd he get all those fucking we, guns We've been asked about that. Where's the video of him bringing up all these bags of guns? Yeah. Because so, he didn't. The most disturbing part, though, is that Hawaii native Nishimura has completely vanished since the report was published, with all of his social media accounts being scrubbed from the Internet. Friends and colleagues say he has been totally unreachable for days since shortly after the horrific massacre that left 59 dead and hundreds more injured. What happened to that guy, then? Where'd he go? He just decided... I mean, he could have done what uh, my dad did and deleted his Facebook and Twitter and all this. Or something else could have happened. Now, here's the thing. Normally, I would say, oh, he he's obviously been, you know, gotten. They they went in and did all that. But, like, that was the same thing. Uh, these 
assholes were speculating on Twitter about right, my dad. Oh, right. well, that's him because they had the wrong guy to begin with. Oh, that's him. He fucking uh, the FBI got to his Facebook and cleared it and and deleted his account and, and scrubbed his Twitter. Well, he would never tweeted and he hated it himself because mm-hmm. I talked to him and saw him do it. You know what I mean? Right. So I don't like now how they allude to. All this shit's just been scrubbed from the internet. Well, maybe he did it himself. They're, they're trying to imply that somebody did it and disappeared him, which is entirely possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not completely going against it, but well, I now know I, the I, other I, side of things because right. I've seen it firsthand. Right. How somebody reacts when they start getting a Death whole lot of fucking yeah weird shit happening to them. Yeah, I. I think if this is a true legit deal where this guy, and I, this is the first time I've ever heard this portion of it, um, I think legit, if he did actually come out and tell the uh, the news that he you know he parked his car and dude, you know, had men, didn't have hardly any bags, then yeah, he, he was disappeared because that, that conflicts with the original story. Of course, Snopes says that is false. Of course, Snopes says it's yeah. all. Well, here's the thing. Snopes, if you, oh, never mind. Everybody knows. Fuck that guy. Or, right. Is it a girl? I can't remember what she said. Amanda, oh, it's a fucking cat snoops. lady. Cat lady. Fuck that bitch. Scroll down a little bit. What was oh, the... Sorry, I already closed right. it. Hang on. Uh, it's interesting that Snopes would be the first fucking result yeah, no. for all of these things. If Snopes wasn't the number one all the time, too, I would give it more validity. Right. Why is Snopes the number one? What's the third bit website? What do you mean? No, I want to go up on the Heart, heart Tasty. That's a, yeah, a bullshit website, too. Heartiste? Yeah, it's a WordPress. Yeah, that's a that's a blog. Yeah, no, that's why I said never mind. I just saw the title of it. I wanted to see if it was a legit... Well, anyways, let's go to the next article. Mm-hmm. Are we uh, right here? David Wolf, yeah. All right. We'll come back to Chad Nishimura, maybe. Yeah. Um, let's keep that name, because I don't know if we're going to... All right, viral video claims to show scientific-slash-mathematical proof of second shooter during the Las Vegas attack. Like I said, n- these these aren't in any order of like, right, we're just, building a right, case, right. but they're all just pieces to the puzzle. That we're just clicking on and going through. Yeah. So, let's see here. According to Sheriff Lombardo of the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department, there is no conspiracy by officials to deceive the public regarding facts in the mass shooting investigation. Well, clearly there is because your timeline is goofy. Mm -hmm. These were the words given at a press conference yesterday that ironically did not involve the press since he had began the conference with a cold declaration that the event would be more informational than Q&A, meaning no questions from journalists. Okay. The decision to avoid an inquisitive press is no surprise given that numerous rogue alternative media journalists have appeared at the conferences and asked truly tough questions like this one. Shall we hear it? Yeah. Appreciate what you're saying, Ken. Ma'am, ma'am, that's not how we conduct this service, Okay. If I'm presented with a question, 
I, that's not how I conduct press conferences, ma'am. Please stop asking your question. There's a decorum that we have here. Sure. Sure. Did he check into the hotel? Um, best of my recollection, we have information on the 25th. Um, I have told you previously the 28th. Uh, we're trying to confirm his actions between the 25th and the 28th. Um, I'm under the belief that he was not occupying the room between those days. Well, who was? That have been obtained from mm -hmm. the valet security system that show that there are gates. Well, it says that he checked in on the 25th. Has your timeline changed? Is that Laura Loomer? He's yeah. The FBI ignoring? reported that he checked in on the 28th. Well, has the official timeline changed because Stephen Paddock? So that's the video. So you got both sides of it. You got mm -hmm. the original video on the sheriff, then you got the video of, of her. her. Yeah. So you get better audio of her. Now she and the guy that asked the question at the towards the okay. Yeah. So she asked the question that you could barely hear initially. Then some other guy asked that question. Yeah, Mike. And then he gave a bullshit answer. Mm -hmm. Both them guys, both her and him, were banned from the next press conference. Yep. That's interesting, right? Yeah. Why would you ban them? Because they're asking questions you don't have an answer for. Because it doesn't fit the narrative. Oh, no. All right. Article continues. But whether or not you believe the official investigation is rigged to deceive the public, the truth is that there's plenty of evidence from the scene of the crime that can be independently analyzed by anyone. And now, in a video that's gone viral in just a few days, racking up over 714,000 views on YouTube alone, one self-described scientist has done just that. And the results are very concerning, to say the least. What the you fuck? Need to, I'm going to uh, turn this thing off. Yeah, get rid of your phone, because something's going on with your goddamn phone there, buddy. Uh, now, for those of you who are watching from law enforcement or the FBI, I'm going to give you the location of the second shooter, says Mike Adams in the intro of his video. Turning it off completely. All right. There's picture number one, so he goes through that. Uh, yada, yada, yada. All right. We'll get to the video towards the end here of this article. It sounds crazy, right? Especially considering that neither Sheriff Lombardo or any government officials have suggested Stephen Paddock had an accomplice. But what follows in Mike's video is stunning, scientifically sound and mathematically precise theory on what he believes there absolutely was a second shooter firing shots into the crowd. And it all involves forensic acoustic analysis. Which we said when we watched the taxi cab video. Yeah. Exactly. Essentially, Mike spent hours compiling videos captured from the scene of the mass shooting on October 1st. As you probably know by now, there are numerous graphic amateur videos. From there, he extracted the audio files from those videos and focused on the segments where you can hear the machine gun fire that allegedly came exclusive, exclusively from Stephen Paddock's weapon. This is where Mike starts to go uh, a bit heavier into the math and physics, which is why we urge you to scroll down and watch the video for yourself as he explains it with the help of his nifty dry erase board. Uh, but in summary, quote, because of the differences in speed of sound versus the speed of the bullets from a known cartridge, uh, two twenty-three Remington in this case, the time lag between the last bullet hitting the pavement and the last audible report of the rifle muzzle can be used to very accurately calculate the range of the shooter. More importantly, when the audio from the Las Vegas shooting is analyzed, it reveals two shooters operating at the same time, not just one shooter. Shooter number one is operating at 425 to 475 yards, which is consistent with the Mandalay Bay Hotel, but shooter number two is operating at approximately 250 to 270 yards. Basically, the bullet travels faster than the speed of sound, so the bullet, bullets hit the pavement slash concert goers before the sound of the gunshots from Paddock's firearm reached the concert area where the videos were captured. 
Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. By comparing the time lag delay between the sound of bullets hitting the ground with the eventual sound of the gunshots coming from Paddock's weapon on the 32nd floor of the Mandalay Bay, you are able to determine the distance slash range of the shooter. After analyzing numerous audio files captured from the scene of the shooting, Mike found that the acoustic signature showed at least two shooters at different ranges firing simultaneously that night. At least two shooters. Yes. It certainly wouldn't be the first time the sheriff's story has changed after new evidence divulged to the public emerged. Uh, so who knows? Ready to watch the video? Yeah. You're excited? Yeah. Sounds like four right now. I hear four shots. All right, welcome to Forensic Acoustic Analysis of the Las Vegas Shooting. My name's Mike Adams, the Health Ranger. I am, of course, the Lab Science Director of CWC Labs, as well as an avid long-range target shooter. And so I have kind of a unique position to bring you this analysis. Now, for those of you who are watching from law enforcement or the FBI, I'm going to give you the location of the second shooter. And if you're like, whoa, what second shooter? Just, just hold on. I'll walk you through it, okay? It's very simple. So this is forensic acoustic analysis. This is all based on downloaded video files from YouTube, extracting acoustic information and then analyzing that to pull out signal from the noise. And this is what I do in my laboratory, CWC labs, all the time. We use mass spec instrumentation. We're doing, you know, isotopic spread ratio analysis. We're doing organic chemistry. We're doing ICPMS all kinds of analysis to pull signals out of noise. So this is the kind of thing I do every day. It just so happens now, it's, it's a shooting situation. Maybe I can help out law enforcement here. I've been critical of the FBI and their lack of transparency about their investigation, but when they said they wanted help from the public, I decided to go ahead and shoot this video to, you know, help them out. Maybe they haven't done this analysis yet. So here we go, let's jump right into it. Uh, first of all, let's, let's cover some basic math here. As far as I know, The speed of no. sound at 20% uh, humidity in Las Vegas temperatures is about 345 meters per second. I'm going to use the metric system here for, for a lot of this, for you know all the obvious reasons. Uh, the speed of a 55-grain 223 Remington round leaving the barrel rifle is approximately 975 meters per second initial velocity. Now, of course, those of us who are long-range shooters, we know that velocity drops off very, very quickly, according to a chart kind of like this. Velocity versus distance. So the farther the bullet flies, it loses velocity according to its ballistics coefficient or BC values. Now, this is important to note. We're gonna, this is going to make a lot of sense. Just hang in there. Bullets arrive first on the scene. If you're standing at ground zero, the bullets arrive and hit the ground before the sound arrives of the bullets being fired from the rifles. Why is that important to understand? Because in our analysis of the audio files, and this is like an audio waveform right here, in our analysis we have to understand that the bullets are hitting first and then the, the rifle report is happening after that. This is crucial to understand. The bullets, remember, traveling at 975 meters per second. The speed of sound is only 345 meters per second. So the bullets are traveling about three times the speed of sound when they leave the rifle barrel. And at these distances that we're talking about, which is typically you know, less than 600 yards, I'll use a non-metric non unit for that, the, the bullets remain supersonic. So they don't pass the transonic barrier and become subsonic velocity. So they never get slower than the speed of sound. Now, flight time is very, very important to understand here. Bullet flight time 
is how long the bullet takes to arrive at a certain distance. Now, because of the velocity of the bullet is dropping, uh, according to a, a quadratic equation, the flight time is not a linear function, so you have to have a ballistics chart. I got mine from gundata.org. So the flight time to 400 yards, or roughly 366 meters, is 0.528 seconds for a 223 55-grain round uh, fired from a 16-and-a-half-inch barrel. Now, that's about half a second, right? 0.528 seconds. We can agree that's about half a second. Now, let me ask you this question. A little homework for you. How long does it take the sound of the rifle shooting to travel that same distance, 366 meters? How long does that take? Well, you know here that the speed of sound is 345 meters per second. So you can instantly tell it's going to take more than one second for the sound of the rifle to arrive at the scene where the bullet actually struck the ground. In other words, the bullet strikes in half a second, but the sound arrives another half second later or thereabouts. So there's a gap. There's a difference between the time that the bullet strikes the ground versus the time that the report sound from the rifle reaches that same location. Again, see in blue here, bullets arrive first. This is crucial to our investigation. This is the forensic acoustic analysis that will give us the range of the shooter, as I'll explain. So keep following along here, please. Now, I want you to notice these peaks here. See these five peaks? These are the sound waveforms that represent the sounds of bullets striking the pavement. And these are high-frequency sounds. If you listen to all the audio recordings, you'll, you'll see that these sound high-frequency. They have a lot of high-frequency sound waves in them. These, on the other hand, these are the sound waves of the reports from the rifle in the distance arriving after the bullets have arrived. These reports have a lower-frequency sound. That's what these notes are about. High-frequency sound spectra associated with the pavement hits, low-frequency sound spectra associated with the rifle reports from the distance. In other words, the gunshot sounds from the distance. Now, why is there a difference in the frequency of the sound spectra between these closer. two types of sounds? The answer can, has to do with the transmission of sound frequencies through the medium of air. And as this chart shows, frequency versus sound transmission is an inverse relationship. So the lower your frequency, in other words, low, dull sounds, have very high transmission over long distances because obviously they involve longer wavelengths. On the other hand, high-frequency sounds, such as high-pitched sounds or multiple harmonics of sounds, have very low transmission through air. Why is that? Because they involve very small wavelengths. Small wavelengths suffer what's called attenuation during transmission, which means they get silenced or, you know, sort of... Uh, muzzled or buffered or killed off or whatever you want to say, they get reduced uh, as it travels through the air. And this is why if you hear gunshots in the distance, they are, are always low thumping sounds. They're not high frequency sounds. In fact, soldiers throughout the Vietnam War and World War I and II and even modern warfare, they know that you can kind of gauge the distance of gunfire based on the frequency spectra that you're receiving in, in your ear you can take a guess at how far that is away. It's not an accurate guess, and we're not relying on that, but I'm just pointing that out to you so you understand the physics. Now, I want you to listen to, uh, I'm, I'm gonna show you and play you some, some sounds here. So here's a combination of, of gunfire hitting the pavement. This is from the Las Vegas shooting. Here's the gunfire hitting the pavement, followed by the, uh, the, the rifle reports from the distance. Here's what that sounds like. 
Now I'm going to play for you just the sound of rifle rounds hitting the pavement. I want you to notice the high frequency sounds in that sound. Here's, here's what that sounds like. Now I want you to hear what it sounds like, the, the distant rifle reports arriving to your ear or to your recording device from a, a long ways away. Here's what that sounds like. Notice that it's a, it's a more low frequency sound. Now I'm going to play for you a sequence that is indicated by this, where you have a rifle round striking the pavement followed by the low frequency sound effects afterwards. So give this a listen and then I'll point out something to you about the timing. So did you hear that? Did you hear the rifle rounds hitting the pavement followed by the rifle reports from a distant location? That's very important to recognize because what you can do is you can get the time code of those events. So you see this blue dot here? This is the time code of the last round of the rifle hitting the pavement. And then this is the time code of the last burst of the rifle report from the distance. You know, the low frequency sound. So again, rifle hitting the pavement here, this time code. Rifle report from the distance, this other time code. Notice that the rifle report time code comes after the rifle hitting the pavement, the, the bullets hitting the pavement time code. What you do is you subtract this time code from that time code and you get a gap. I'm calling it the lag time. This lag time might be expressed in a, a fraction of a second. It might be 0 0.3, 0 0.4, 0 0.5, what have you. What's important to understand is that this lag time, because of the laws of physics and the speed of sound and the ballistics coefficient velocity of the bullet itself, this lag time tells you the distance of the shooter from your present location. I'm going to say that again because it's crucial to understanding all of this. The lag time tells you the range of your shooter. If you know the lag time and you know the bullets, the rounds that they're shooting, then you can actually calculate the distance of your shooter. It's pretty crazy, right? And I put together a little spreadsheet it here. It totally makes sense, done, though. Just yeah. using Excel. I just copied it over here. Distance of yards, 100, mm -hmm. 200, 300 yards. This is the lag time that you would hear if you look at the acoustic analysis of the audio file. And as you can see, if you hear a lag time of 0.597, that tells you your shooter is 600 yards away. If you have a lag time of 0.311, your shooter is 200 yards away. Now this table is only valid, of course, for 223 Remington. It's very specific to the cartridge. So you can't apply this table to everything, but if any of you out there in law enforcement, if you want this spreadsheet, I'll be happy to send you this Excel spreadsheet and you can modify it for other cartridges if you want. It's a, it's a very simple calculation. So again, the lag time tells you the range. Now why is that important? Here's, here's why it's important. <gasps> he flipped it over. It's awesome. Because the forensic acoustic analysis of the audio file shows that there are two shooters, not just one. Two shooters. Two shooters, yes, two shooters. The shooter number one is has a lag time in the audio file of about 0.559 seconds, which of course is consistent. Well, look at the chart. 0.559 seconds. Where does that show up on the chart? 0.559 is between 400 and 500 yards. See? Here it is. It's about 450 or 425 yards, what have you. What is that? Oh, that's the distance of Mandalay Bay, isn't it? So we know we have one shooter at a distance of 425 to 450, maybe 475 yards at the high end. That's consistent with a shooter at Mandalay Bay. Now, of course, we can't tell the height, you know, what floor they're on, 
from the acoustic analysis, but we can tell the range because of what I just showed you on the other side of this board. So we know, we have confirmation through this acoustic forensic analysis method that there is a shooter at 425 to 450 yards. But we also have another shooter that shows up in this acoustic analysis. This is the bombshell breaking news. Shooter number two appears throughout the audio files, and shooter number two has a lag time of 0.374 seconds. 0.374 is on this chart, go back here, 0.374 is between here and here, so it's between 200 and 300 yards. So we have a second shooter at between 200 and 300 yards. That second shooter happens to be around 250 yards away from where these recordings are being recorded. Now what's interesting is that this is intermixed in with shooter number one. So you hear some, if, if you look at the audio file, you do a very detailed forensic analysis as I have done. Shooter number one, their rounds are there, but shooter number two, their rounds are also there mixed in. Now you can't hear the difference just with your human ear. Why? Because the time differences are so slight. We're talking about 0.559 seconds versus 0.374 seconds. What is that difference? Like 0.18 something. That is, that is not, like you can't hear 0.18 seconds difference just with the human ear. You have to take the waveforms and you have to plot them in software and you have to take the time signatures, the time codes, and do the math. And only then can you really tell the distance of the shooter. But that's what I did. And that's why this is called a forensic acoustic analysis, because this is the method. This is how you determine it. And this is based on the laws of physics, the speed of sound in air, and the ballistics of the actual cartridge that so was fired. So what he's saying is pretty much So we know that shooter number one yep. in the Mandalay Bay, mm -hmm. he doesn't have magical wizard powers. He can't make his bullets arrive more quickly to make them emulate 0.374 seconds, right? Would you agree with that, that Stephen Paddock... A 64-year-old... I don't know. There was magic bullets in JFK Gandalf? shooting. Like well, what I was going to say, pause it for a second. Powers, right? I hope you agree. The only thing that you could say that he could have done is he may have different bullets in his magazine, which would fire faster. Only thing. Mm. Only, only way that you could argue this. But as far as I've been told, or it's all been the same. It wasn't that, it's been the same that he's basing this off of. Right. Well, the the first first one's accurate. It says exactly far, as far as the Mandalay Bay would be from. No, I'm saying the. Uh, um, well, that's a. I'm I'm saying assuming the two two three Remington. Mm -hmm. What if he was using a different gun? Right. I mean, all together. Right. I, I suppose. Either way, it still be. It would still have two different. The only difference would be is if he had two guns in his hand. Two different guns. And he was firing two different guns at the same time. Yeah. But, same thing, though, is they're still going off with the sound. But then again, he's going off the two two three. If If the other gun was a different gun, it would have a different calculation. Therefore, it might be faster bullets. And that's why he thinks there's two. Let's find out if yeah. he addresses that. Okay. Agree with have them. you watched this whole thing? So that means these, these rounds have to have been fired by someone else. Because the rounds from Stephen Paddock arrive 0.559 seconds later. I mean, I'm sorry, the, the report arrives 0.559 seconds after the rounds arrive, whereas this other shooter, the report arrives 0.374 seconds later. Now, what does this tell you about 
where the shooter, the second shooter is located. Uh, take a look at this map. This is a top-down map. This is Mandalay Bay. This is the concert venue, and that's the epicenter right there, kind of ground zero. And uh, this is the Luxor Hotel. This is the Roman Catholic Shrine, and so on. Now, this blue, I'm going to use these, these blue dots here, this, this margin, this dotted line sort of circumference here, this is a radius of 250 yards roughly away from ground zero. What it means is our second shooter has to be located in these blue dots in order for the laws of physics to hold true. Make sense? Now, if I were leading this investigation, I would look at what buildings and possible shooting locations intersect with this, this blue area that's 250 to 260, maybe 270 yards away. And if you do that, you come up with three very interesting answers. Number one, the rooftop of the AMPM convenience store on the north side of the venue, a shooter could be on that rooftop and could fire due south into the crowd from an elevated position. That's what this screenshot shows you from Google Maps. Second location, Oasis Apartments, the northwest corner building of Oasis Apartments located on the southeast side of the venue, could fire to the northwest also from an elevated position and hit the crowd. And that's what this, this 3D view screenshot shows you. Third location, elevated dirt mound in the construction site located south of the concert venue with a very clear unobstructed view to the north from an elevated position. Now, I don't know if there's actually a big dirt mound still there. That's what Google Maps showed me. Maybe it's different now. Maybe there's been more construction there. But at least from what I saw on Google Maps, there was a, quite an elevated dirt mound there that could make an excellent shooting position from the prone position. So the qu first question I have for the FBI is, have you gone around to these buildings and have you looked for brass and have you looked for evidence that shots were fired from those positions? And if not, why not? I mean, I'm just a civilian. I'm just a guy, a scientist. Um, I put this together in about three hours using no taxpayer money on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> I like that you said that. I found it an intriguing yeah. little problem to solve. Um, why isn't the FBI using this to go look for the second shooter? Now, even better, the FBI can actually pinpoint the location of the second shooter using the following method. FBI can triangulate, and here's how they can do that. All they got to do, I'll use these, all they got to do is go out and find the location of every video that was shot, you know, that was recorded, find those locations, map them on here, and then use the acoustic analysis, get the lag times, compare that to this chart to get the distances of the shooter, draw circles at that radius. On the map here, draw multiple circles around each a video that was taken, and then where those circles intersect, you know, wherever they intersect, like, like this, that's where your shooter is. Tell and there'll be multiple intersections, but you can investigate those, or oh, you can pattern overlaid up. intersections if yeah. you, if you map, you know, ten videos or ten recordings. So the FBI can use this method and this method and this chart to identify almost exactly the location of the second shooter. Um, and I've just basically spelled it out. This is how you do it. This is forensic acoustic analysis. And of course, by the way, I've never had any formal training in forensic acoustic analysis, but it's just, it's just math and physics. It's, it's not rocket science here, folks. This is just like, 
It's like 10th grade, you know, geometry. Uh, in any case, the FBI insists, no, there's only one shooter. There's a shooter only from this position at the Mandalay Bay. And he did all the shooting, and he's the only guy. Don't, don't ask any more questions. Don't worry. There's, there's not a second shooter. That's the official story. Uh, YouTube is censoring videos that, that claim there might be a second shooter. Mm -hmm. You know, Facebook is censoring. Google's probably going to start censoring. The media is mocking anybody who says there's a second shooter. Well, that's because everyday mainstream media people are mathematically illiterate and firearms illiterate, and they don't understand any of this stuff. So they, they've never seen this analysis, so, you know, you can't trust their views on anything because mm -hmm. they, don't, they have no clue what they're talking about. Most of them have never even shot a gun before. They don't even know that rifles expend brass. <laughs> Literally, they don't, they don't ask questions like, hey, where's all the missing brass in the hotel room? That thought never occurs to them because they don't even know that rifles eject brass. That's how illiterate yeah. they are in the media. Nevertheless, for the FBI to be correct... Stephen Paddock would have to be a magical man. And that's why I've listed this, the FBI, the magic gunman theory. Can you see that? Is that even on the screen? The magic gunman theory promoted by the FBI supposes that Stephen Paddock fires rounds from the 32nd floor of the Mandalay Bay and then teleports himself, i.e. he's a mutant in the X-Men, to another location <laughs> 250 yards away fires rifle rounds from that location, and then he teleports back to the 32nd floor of the Mandalay Bay Hotel, shoots himself in the head to be discovered by police. This is the FBI's theory. <laughs> you would talk about a, a lunatic conspiracy theory. That's the FBI's official story. It's nonsense, of course. In reality, because we don't believe in teleportation, right? You don't think there are actually X-Men out there who can teleport, do you? Maybe he's got magic. Maybe he's Gandalf the Wizard and he can change the laws of physics and speed up his rifle report to he catch up with the bullets was. that he fired. You think yeah. he can do that? Because for this number to be true, he would have to speed he would have to increase the speed of sound or slow his bullets using I don't know, matrix powers or whatever. That's nonsense. In truth, in reality, what is really going on is that there are two different shooters at two different locations. Shooter number one is here at Mandalay Bay, which is why there's a .559 second gap, lag, between the bullets hitting the pavement and the sound of his rifle. And there's a second shooter somewhere around here, in one of these buildings probably, in Oasis Apartments, or, or on the dirt mound, or on the roof of the AMPM. Or there's even a, an elevated billboard right here. Maybe he was up on the billboard uh, stand shooting from there. Who knows? Maybe he was in the Roman Catholic shrine. Maybe he was in this empty parking lot over here. But he was within 250 to 275 yards. That shooter was shooting as well. And that shooter has now been erased from reality by the FBI and the mainstream media that wants you to believe the, the magic gunman theory, the magic lone gunman theory. So I offer this to the FBI uh, in a sense of goodwill, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a patriot. I don't want to see my fellow Americans gunned down. I want to catch this bad guy and the others who aided him just as much as you do. I mean, people in the crowd were reporting multiple shooters. The police radios were reporting multiple shooters. There are eyewitnesses. There's a woman that called the Michael Savage show and said, hey, there was, there was a, somebody on the ground that was moving toward us. 
you can hear that on michaelsavage.com. There are so many eyewitnesses who were reporting a second shooter that it would be insane to dismiss them all. I mean, I've heard explanations, oh, there's echoes, there's echoes. Well, guess what? This acoustic analysis eliminates just echoes. This is a timing issue. If you believe in the speed of sound and the laws of physics, you have to understand there's a second shooter within 250 to 275 yards away. So this is solid forensic acoustic evidence. And since, I mean, a lot of law enforcement organizations aren't familiar with how to do this, I'm willing to volunteer my time to help them understand this. I will, I will, you know, I'll help the deputy, the sheriff's office, or the Las Vegas PD, or I'll, I'll even help the FBI in this case. Uh, I'll walk you through this. I'll teach you how to do this. I'll show you the the waveforms in the software. I'll show you how to do this analysis if you're really seriously interested. But you know, don't waste my time if you're. If you're sitting there talking about, oh, there's just one lone gunman and he's a teleporter who can violate the laws of physics, then you know, I'm not going to waste my time and walk you through this because you're not going to take it seriously. If you really want to catch the shooters, the multiple shooters, and get to the bottom of this, you've got to first honor the laws of physics. You've got to understand See, They don't that. want to, though. You've got to understand well, uh, bullet ballistics. You've got to understand the thing. If speed the of sound. FBI you gotta should have somebody that knows all this already signals mm -hmm. are there. on staff. Right. So this shouldn't be news to them. There. I can show you right. how to extract a he, signal out of that point and point. get to this conclusion. Saying, so that's my goal, that's my aim. I'll offer my time, but you should basically already know this shit. And mm -hmm. those who are helping him you know? uh, as much as you do. I want to catch the second shooter. You know, this and guy I like dead. how he said that he did it with no tax shooter money. Too. Yeah. And was there a third shooter or a fourth shooter? We don't know. But I know for sure there is at least a second shooter. We need to find out who that is, right? It's the only way to honor those who, who, who were killed here, all the innocent people killed here. You're going to dishonor them and eliminate any possibility of a second shooter because of a political narrative being pushed by the FBI? That dishonors all the wounded and all the dead. We need to get to the bottom of this, and we need to use good science to do this. And speaking of science, by the way, you know, I put this, this whole thing together in about, I think, three hours. Uh, this is not that difficult to put together. If I had the resources of an FBI investigations team, I could pinpoint where that shooter is coming from. The FBI has the resources to do this. I mean, I'm just one guy. I got this far by myself on a Sunday afternoon. The FBI could take this the rest of the way, and they could nail the actual location mm -hmm. of the second shooter if they had the political willingness to do that. Mm -hmm. So that's my analysis. I offer this in the interest of helping to catch the actual perpetrators of this heinous crime. We want to get to the bottom of this. We want America to be safe again. We want to be able to attend concerts without being shot at. And so we need to look at all the data, as I have done here, and not just dismiss whatever you don't like because you're the FBI and you have a, a political narrative to pursue. That just that doesn't fly in America anymore. Sorry, folks. Yeah, it doesn't it does. fly. That's the problem. It's you know, we citizens, the independent scientists, independent media publishers, uh, uh, you know, firearms enthusiasts on our own, you know, we're not stupid people. We can figure this stuff out. We understand ballistics. We understand math. We can, we can do acoustic analysis. We can look at maps. We can pull all this together. We can do the work of, like, an entire investigations team in Washington. 
which is usually highly inefficient, wastes a lot of time and money. <laughs> but we can do this very quickly because, you know, we're citizens who really are compassionate about this. We want to use our knowledge and our uh, good science to get to the bottom of this. So that's what this is all about. Uh, you can help me in this, share this video, get it out to as many people as possible, analyze this. Are there other shooting positions that I missed here? There might be. What else is 250 to 275 yards away from ground zero? You tell me. You might find something that I missed. Is there any evidence of bullets going in a different direction? If he was shooting from the Oasis Apartments, bullets would have been shooting to the northwest. That would have lodged certain bullets in property on the northeast corner of the Luxor. So you, should, you would want to look there and see if you could find bullets. Bullets, not brass, but bullets, expended bullets stuck in things on that corner. That would tell you that a shooter was here at the Oasis Apartments, wouldn't it? So you just got to follow the laws of physics. What about, is, are there bullets found on this construction site here or some of the buildings at this location? Because that would tell you that the shooter might have been shooting from the roof of the AMPM convenience store, right? By the way around, if he was shooting at the dirt this, pile, I mean, do the, math. the AMPM would use have logic, bullets. Use physics. We can get to the bottom of this if we work together. We, the independent media, are the only ones asking real questions about this at this point. The mainstream media, you know, not only are they illiterate when it comes to math and physics and firearms, they, they're, they're ordered what to say every day. They don't, uh, they don't do any actual journalism anymore. They're not investigative journalists. Uh, they're, they're puppets and prostitutes for the official narrative. Damn. And that official narrative is, a, is an absolute lie. Prostitutes. So help us conduct this investigation, you know, and check out naturalnews.com and check out uh, shootings.news uh, some of the other great websites out there covering this are uh, Gateway Pundit uh, SGT Report you know uh, The Daily Sheeple and, and others a lot of people covering this so support the independent media support our analysis share this video everywhere and add to it let's see what we can find out let's see if we can if we can uh, bust apart the fake narrative of the FBI or maybe help uh, law enforcement find more evidence that they can follow up as leads they're not going to follow the up, actual though. shooting team that was responsible for this heinous crime that's all i ask that's all i want is to get to the bottom of this but thank you for watching mike adams here the health ranger editor of naturalnews.com as well as publisher of shootings.news i thank you for your attention hope this all makes sense take care what do you think i like it um, the only criticism I give him is he even said in his video there may be more than two, but he only knows for sure two. Like it's like almost like he kind of half-assed it. He just he went in and was like, "All right, look, I know there's more well, than he one." He spent three hours. Three doing hours. It. Right. He doesn't want to spend days right analyzing hundreds of videos. Right. No, Why I think isn't the FBI doing that. Right. Part? That's what right. He's trying to make that point. Right. So tired, Dave. I am, dude. I did, that, that coffee did not do anything for me today. But I, I, I did like it. I mean, it made plenty of sense. He dumbed it down enough. Yeah. You know, but... So any person should be able to understand yeah. that, for the most part, unless you're literally a dullard. You know what I mean? Right, right. All right. Next article. Las Vegas security guard who confronted shooter disappears right before the TV interview. We already know all this. Yeah. Um... Let's see here. I just want to make sure there was... I'm going to scan it real quick, make sure there was nothing in this. 
This is anything new. So that that one's all the same that we've already got. Alright. This is interesting. Four Las Vegas shooting key witnesses are now dead or missing. Alright, who, who are we talking here? Well, let me read it. One of the key witnesses to the devastating Las Vegas shooting attack, which left 58 people dead and more than 500 wounded, has been found dead in her home at the age of 28. The cause of her death has yet to be confirmed. Alright, there's a picture of her. Kimberly Sushomo uh, was one of the lucky ones at the Mandalay Bay Resort Casino who managed to escape the hail of bullets without being injured. Shortly after escaping the scene, she made a statement to the media claiming that there were multiple gunmen firing weapons into the crowd and that she was chased by one such man. When she was questioned on the veracity of her story, given the official story that there was only one gunman, she said that she was more than 100% sure that she was right. Why is the mainstream media not reported this? Kimberly gave a very detailed account of what she had seen in the days following the horrific event in which she questioned the official story being propagated by the mainstream media. She said that she had been watching the news with her family constantly since she had arrived home and that she did not believe that the official version of events made sense. In addition to claiming that there were multiple gunmen at the scene, she also claimed that towards the beginning of the evening that a woman made her way onto the stage and warned the crowd that Awesome. This is this bitch saying on the stage. Um, the other report was saying, you know, saying basically the same thing. But, but it was not. a guy, though, wasn't yeah. it? I thought it was a guy that said something about it. No. All right. Uh, but not on stage. It was right, just not on the stage. Front of the right. Or the crown that they were going to die. She and her boyfriend were later escorted from the premises. She also said that she had spoken to other survivors who had also mentioned that there were multiple shooters on that fateful night, including one on the ground. According to Kimberly's grandmother, Julie Norton, she died in the early hours of Monday morning at her home. Norton discovered her granddaughter's body just after 8.30 in the morning when she arrived to take care of her great-granddaughter, Scarlett. Norton said that she believed that Kimberly died in her sleep after her husband left for work. Norton attributed her death directly to the stress associated with the shooting. Uh, Before she died, Kimberly said that while she was not injured in the devastating attack, that she believed that she was going to be emotionally and mentally scarred for life. Um, let's see here. It's weird that they're not reporting on it, and they're not saying what the cause of death was. Right. In a sinister turn of events, it has emerged that Kimberly is not the only key witness to have died since the Las Vegas shooting. John Bielman, who was wanted by federal agents following the discovery of a communications device in the hotel room of the officially identified shooter Stephen Paddock, killed both himself and his disabled daughter in an apparent murder-suicide. Number two, in addition to that, a valet worker named Chad Nishimura, there's that name again, who parked Paddock's car, has also disappeared after giving a statement to local news networks about his brush with the killer. Number three, it has also been revealed that a security guard called Jesus Campos, who was hailed as a hero on the night of the shooting, has also gone missing. Whether this series of disturbing deaths and disappearances are purely coincidental or whether there is something deeply sinister, foot has yet to be determined. So if you want to take the more recent thing with Jesus, now he's been come out of that clinic and according to Snopes Chad Nishimura doesn't exist Right, right. but uh, local news networks got a statement from this See, in, guy in the article so, we watched, he didn't it wasn't a local, it was Hawaii news article, yeah, news well, people who knows Yeah. Um, but there's John Bielman yeah, that's news to me 
I believe I have an article on that. Let's see here. Did I put it in here, or do I have to pull it up? You need to pull it up, because I don't see it on there. Well, what was it? Was it this one? Yeah. yeah. That was the one I clicked on. Well, let's keep going. Let's remember John Bielman. Mr. Bielman. Oh, that's not around her. Okay. Uh, let's see. Is this a... It's an ad. All right, hang on. I'm serious to see her post. Her post. All right, this gives a little bit more details on yeah. her uh, her thing. So her I'll just, statement. I'll yeah, just read, read it. it. Read it, read it. Kimberly Sushomo was a key witness who identified multiple shooters during a Las Vegas attack. A key witness in the Las Vegas shooting attack who identified multiple shooters has been found dead at her home. 28-year-old Kimberly Sushomo managed to escape the massacre at the Route 91 Harvest Festival in Las Vegas uninjured but made a public statement describing the attacks and how they were carried out by multiple gunmen that were firing weapons into the crowd. Her post on Facebook quickly went viral as it confirmed what many had already suspected. The mainstream media official narrative that Stephen Paddock was a lone wolf gunman was false. Kimberly gave a detailed account of her horrific experience a few days after the event as she said she had struggled to think of the words to describe the nightmare she had been through. She said multiple gunmen were not only firing weapons in the crowd but chasing people and gunning them down. That's pretty crazy. She described how she was chased by one of the shooters. We were, quote, we were rounding some sort of corner maybe, and I looked to the right and I saw this large cowboy sitting with down with his legs spread holding a blood-soaked woman. I thought to myself, we need to hide, but as I looked quick, quickly for somewhere to go, the gunfire once again got closer and closer. We couldn't hide because they, and I do mean they, were chasing us. I kept looking back expecting to see the gunmen, and I say men because there was more than one person. There was more than one gun firing, 100% more than one. She also stated that what was being reported by the mainstream news networks didn't match the events that actually took place, saying, I have, I have been watching the news nonstop since I arrived back home to my family, and it just doesn't make sense. The story that uh, they are feeding everyone doesn't add up to our eyewitness accounts. Uh, there's something wrong with what they're saying, and the evidence seems fake, if you ask me. There are multiple people stating that there was... A lady towards the beginning of the evening who had made her way up to the stage warning people that we were all going to die here. And her and her boyfriend were escorted, escorted off the premises. So so when they say make it up to the stage, I mean like the front yeah. of the crowd as opposed to on stage. Okay. Right. Why she has not been mentioned by authorities. Every single survivor I have talked to also remembers multiple shooters and at least one from the ground. Why aren't we being taken more seriously? Tons of things don't add up. That's a quote from her. The original Facebook post has been deleted. You can see it below. Scroll down for snapshots of her status update. This Facebook post is no longer available. It may have been removed. If I was that, the post may have changed. All right. Uh, according to Seacoast Online, Sushomo28 was not injured during last week's shooting. Died early Monday at her Apple Valley home. According to her grandmother, Julie Norton. Norton found Sushomo just after 8.30 a.m. when she arrived at a... Norton told the Daily Press, I believe the stress from the shooting took her life. Days after the shooting, Sushomo explained to the Victorville Daily Press how she and her friends escaped with their lives as a gunman, perched from a hotel suite on 32nd floor of Mandalay Bay and Casino, opened fire on some 20,000 concertgoers on October 1st. With 58 people killed by the gunman and nearly 500 wounded, the Las Vegas event is the deadliest mass shooting in U.S. modern U.S. history. 
That was the night that my life and the lives of my friends and so many others were changed forever, Sushomo told Daily Press the day after the shooting. I might have escaped unharmed, but I know I've been emotionally and mentally scarred for life. Sushomo shared her fear of trying to fall asleep at night as the sounds of gunfire become louder in her head and the images of broken and bloody bodies flash to her mind. Uh, and then it goes on to Sean Bealman, the Chad, the uh, valet, and let's see, Campos, Campos, and I think, what is, oh yeah, here's the original post from, there's the picture right there, of the original post. Mm-hmm. Okay. You want me to read it all? No, we just pretty much did. Damn, it's this really gives long. her a fuck. This is a whole uh, ex- like post on everything that like her whole trip. That's is. her whole deal, yeah. Pictures and everything. That's crazy, right? That is crazy, right? Okay. Now, let's do this one next. I posted this on my Facebook. I'm not sure if you saw it or not, but uh, we're going to watch it here. Strange video emerges of a man appearing to be escorted by SWAT during Vegas shooting. During Vegas shooting. All right. Here's the article. And then we'll watch the video. In one of the more rare videos from that gruesome night, a man in a basketball jersey appears to be escorted out of the Tropicana Hotel by SWAT during the Las Vegas shooting last Sunday. Can this be a plainclothes officer? Is this a high-stakes gambler? Many who work for Vegas casinos have said that a high roller would never be escorted the way this man did. Many people were told to keep their hands up as they strolled through the casino floor armed with AR-15s before they all peeled off to the side exit. Very strange indeed. Some conspiracy theorists are suggesting that this was Stephen Paddock's brother. However, judging by the type of modernist clothes this man was wearing, it appears to be someone else entirely. The stranger thing is that this took place at the Tropicana Hotel, not the Mandalay Bay. Tropicana sits on the other side of the strip across from Mandalay Bay, but in the direct line of the Route 91 festival as well. Unfortunately, this is another one of those things where the reader will have to use their imaginations. I'm sure those Hollywood minds will come up with something until we know for sure. Alright, this video is... You you didn't watch the video, right? No, I didn't watch the video. The video is pretty fucking crazy. Not, Not that there's, like, shooting or anything, but it's very suspect considering... While this was this was going on, while the whole chaos was going on mm-hmm. out in that parking lot. They're telling everybody to put their hands up as they're walking this fucking guy. They're pointing guns at people, innocent people in a casino. Well, and he's the guy in the white white jersey. Yeah. And there's like, it looks like an executive or somebody in a suit walking with him. They're leading the way with a stretcher thing. But who the fuck is he? That's crazy, dude. Let's watch it again. Why in the hell... Are you pointing a gun? And why is he in the back? If they're like escorting him, wouldn't they be behind someone, behind him too, to keep him in the center, to keep him safe? Dude, she's got a fucking shotgun, dude. Oh, yeah, she's like an officer. These guys are like 
in SWAT uniform. Yeah. And that first guy with the thing, he's wearing yellow. Yeah, he's like and EMS he's, or something. He's got like a, but well, he's got a gun. EMS don't carry guns. Oh, dude. that's true. He's got a gun and who's he's got, got the board. Fucking him. Oh, he's got the board it's and like, the gun. Yeah, it's connected to him. Yeah. And then, who's this guy in the suit? And who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, and now, yeah. now if he wasn't with them, they would have told him get the fuck back. Yeah. So yeah, he's no, clearly with, with them. them. Yeah. Play it again. Turn the the sound up towards the end. It almost sounds like it says we're breaking off. Once it lets roll, and then he said we're breaking off. And actually, the second guy... Sorry, I'm watching the radio. The second guy is actually carrying the the stretcher board, not the guy in yellow. It looked like it was hanging off of his side. All right, I'm going to play it. Just that end part there. I heard, let's roll, and we're breaking off. Well, either way. It's weird, right? Yeah. Why would uh, why would you be escorting this guy, whoever the fuck he is, out of the hotel, out of Tropicana? Now, you've been to Vegas. You know what the fucking layout is, right? Yeah, yeah. What I find most fascinating about this video, and it being at the Tropicana... Oh, wait... That's what I wanted. Let's do images so I can show you, Dave. Good for the listener. We'll go with this. Let's see. Can we get it blown up? Oh, Christ. Can I just get what I want? Why do everything have to be a fucking hassle? Everything's got to be bullshit, bro. Alright, we'll just go with this. Alright, so, Luxor, Mandalay Bay, here's where the concert was. Right. If the fucking screen would stop moving. And drop camera. He's there. being escorted out of here. Mm hmm. Is, is everybody insane, or why is nobody questioning somebody shooting from here towards the fucking thing that's right here? What's to say somebody is not shooting from up there that way? Right. D- don't you think somebody from Tropicana would have a better shot? Yeah, the for people? sure. Yeah. Okay. Why isn't it even being questioned? Why is Tropicana not even a well, fucking option? And it's weird because in the video we just watched with the scientist guy, he didn't even mention the Tropicana. No, but I bet if you took... All right, so Mandalay Bay goes in like a... Uh, X yeah. or whatever T yeah. type thing, T Y type deal. Yeah. I wonder if you took the f- the amount of four hundred whatever yards from Tropicana to that thing, if you'd get if it would be there. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I asked Google how far away is 
How many yards is the Tropicana from the Vegas shooting or something? Oh, there you go. Go back to all set of images. No, why would they have that information out there? You know what I mean? It answers everything else when you ask that kind of question. The problem is everything's going to be targeted towards Mandalay Bay. Yeah, and, and my problem with that is you have another hotel that has a better vantage point and you're ignoring it 100%, which yeah. tells me one thing. The, sh- the Probably another shooter was from... Tropicana. Mm-hmm. I suspected this, and nobody's fucking talking about that. Tropicana has the best fucking angle. Yeah. I mean, let's just let's just go to Google Maps and and look at at the Tropicana because we're going to do a little spin around deal with it, and I'm going to show you. And everybody else can do this themselves. Go to Google Maps. Tropicana. Where the fuck is it? There we go. Las Vegas. Okay. All right. Let's back out just a titch here. So, right here, I believe. Okay, so it was right here, what they call the Las Vegas Village, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I believe this is your AMPM. This is the, uh, you know, those apartments or something were over here. Right. All right. That dirt mound was right here that he was talking about. Here's Mandalay Bay. Mm-hmm. So they're saying roughly right about here. Yeah, give or take a Somewhere. Somewhere in this vicinity, shooting here, this way. Okay? Uh-huh. You're telling me you couldn't shoot from here? Yeah, I'm sure. Or from here? Or from here? Yeah. Or from here? I mean, there's lots of places you could shoot from. You could have shot from Luxor. You could have shot... I, I, to me, Chompicana has the best vantage point of that festival. Straight, yeah. Even more so than Mandalay Bay. Yeah. And... What do magicians do? Redirect. Look at my hand over here while I'm mm-hmm. doing a whole bunch of shit over here. What's the exact opposite of the Mandalay Bay? The Tropicana. Tropicana. Well, they want everybody to look at Mandalay Bay, mm-hmm. which tells me something went down at Tropicana. Yeah, especially with the SWAT guy. Yeah. Explain the SWAT guys. Who the fuck is that guy? Mm-hmm. Who's being escorted out? Was he a shooter? Was he in on it? Or who the fuck is he? Right. Why no explanation? And why are you ask? Why do you have SWAT guys dedicated to this guy escorting him out when During you have people getting shot, yeah, or have just been shot? I find that quite That's highly suspect, bro. Quite interesting. Uh, and there's been nothing else about it, right? Uh, Is your thing? Yeah. No, no, nobody said anything about Tropicana, other than that video of the same night. Okay, uh, that was this one. Let's do. This one now. 
Las Vegas shooting and in-depth analysis. And don't forget John Bielman. We're going to come yeah. back to that guy. Yeah. All right. A detailed analysis of Las Vegas Metro Police Department radio traffic proves that the legacy media is lying and covering up key details about the shooting and the shooters who, some of which, may still be on the loose. Uh, the following post will be continually updated in real time as we get intel. The proof is in the pudding, or so they say. The following timeline documents real and actual events which occurred on the night of October 1st, 2017, and the early morning of October 2nd, and how they all unfolded, contradicting the official narrative that only one shooter, a 64-year-old man by the name of Stephen Paddock, shot and killed 58 people during the Route 91 Harvest Music Festival. Timeline of the events as they occurred. These are the key elements only. Okay. 9.59 p.m. Oh, we've updated to the uh, new timeline. Yeah. Security guard Jesus Campos was reportedly struck in the leg by a bullet after suspect Stephen Paddock fired a few single shots. A few single shots, followed by a 200-round volley of bullets through the door of, of room 135. So he shot a few shots at him first and then 200 rounds into the door yeah. or through the Which door. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. 200 rounds into a door, there wouldn't be much of that door left. Right. Sorry. Uh, 10.04, unreported pot shots were taken in, into the crowd before fully automatic gunfire erupted. Okay. Officer reports a 415A, which is an assault slash battery with a gun. Quote, we got shots fired at Route 91. Sounded like an automatic firearm. Officer reports that he sees the shots coming from Mandalay Bay halfway up. Well, halfway is not the 32nd floor. Correct. Halfway is about 17, 18... Right around yeah, there? Right. Okay, well, that's quite a bit lower than 32. And a lot higher than 4. And a lot higher than 4. Uh, CP reports, uh, 10.07, CP reports, many people down, stage left, just be advised. 10.08, officer reports that gunfire sounds like it's coming from an elevated position. Officer reports multiple casualties. Control, be advised, shots are coming from gate 7. Shots co are coming from gate 7. Yeah. That would be on the ground. Okay, just so that we're clear. This report verifies that a second active shooter may be firing from gate 7. My question is, where the fuck is gate 7? Hang right. on a second. I want to keep that Tropicana map up. I want to see the map layout of this Route 91 festival. Because gate 7 may be right near... Right by Tropicana. Yeah, I'm, I'm just curious. So we're going to do our own little investigation here. That's if it'll actually pull it up. It should. Is this it? This might be it. Hmm. Of course not. Fucking gay. Just what I want to see is a bunch of fucking stupid shit. Alright, so that's a dud. Is this a dud? Alright, maybe we can zoom in on it. I don't see gate 6. Gate 7. Right there, right? Yeah. So where's the stage? Main stage. So go, gate 7 will be back by Mandalay Bay then. Uh, is that? Is Mandalay Bay over here? Yeah. The Mandalay Bay is that way. Okay. So, okay. So gate 7. All right. Well, that would make that would make no sense. Gate 7 is behind the main stage, which would mean he's just shooting into the stage. 
Unless well, he's no. elevated. Right, so this would be this vantage point from this picture here. This must be gate seven, right here. Here's the stage, and and this vantage point is from Mandalay Bay. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right, so let's go with that. Okay. Okay. Because who knows? Maybe they. All right, ten ten p.m. Officer requests that Las Vegas Boulevard be shut down between Russell Road and Flamingo. Las Vegas between. Russell Road and Flamingo. Uh, fuck is Flamingo? I don't know. I don't see Flamingo. Okay, well, there's Russell Road. Flamingo must be way up here. Oh, right there. Yep, right there. Where it says Las Vegas is Flamingo. Yeah. Right there. Alright, so from basically Bellagio. All the way down to Mandalay Bay. So why would he go that far? Well, there was gunfire reports at Bellagio. You'll uh, see. Okay. Officer, now explain to me how you're alone gunman at Mandalay Mandalay Bay, but there's shots fired at Bellagio. It's impossible. No, he he teleports. Uh, 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 yeah, that's right. He teleports. All right, keep going. All right. This is also at 10.10. Officer 159 reports that gunfire is coming from a window on the north side of the Mandalay, 50th or 60th floor. I don't even think it's got that many floors. Officer 179SE reports that muzzle flashes are coming from the middle of the Mandalay Bay on the north side of the West Tower by the casino on one of the middle floors. Okay, Also higher than the fourth floor, which yeah. is where the uh, strobe light was at. Okay. 10.11 p.m., officer reports that he is in the 31st floor of Mandalay Bay and that he hears automatic gunfire one floor above him. CP, all units be advised. Fully automatic fire from an elevated position. Take cover. Officer reports a flashing about one-third to halfway up the tower of the Mandalay Bay. Uh, one-third to halfway up. So that's still higher than the fourth floor. Mm-hmm. You know, all right. Units on Las Vegas Boulevard were taking fire. Were subsequently directed to not proceed northbound. So there's a good shot yep. of the thing there. Ten twelve p.m. Officer one sixty six reports a gunshot victim at gate eight. Where's gate eight? Gate six. Gate seven. Is that gate eight? Can't really tell. Why are there only three gates? Six, seven, and eight. That makes no sense. Yeah, where's one, two, three, four, and five? Yeah. Uh, how do you zoom in? Oh, let's just save the image and then we can zoom in on it. There you go. You saw smart. Smart menu is. Okay, fuck it. Let's open it in a new tab and then we'll just fucking open link in new tab. Really shouldn't be this difficult. It shouldn't be, but but I feel they're like making it that way on purpose. I feel like yeah, it's one of these things. Oh my what God. the fuck? That's not even it. I wonder. If Why is it so damn difficult to pull up a fucking map of these goddamn things? Okay. Okay. We're wrong. That's gate one behind main gate. It says one, two, and three. That's what those say. That's two? Yep, and well, three down the, the corner. Is eight, then? I don't know. 
fuck is that? <laughs> I have no idea. Why is there music playing? All of a sudden. And now everything's frozen. You notice what's going on here, Dave? Yeah, they don't want us to figure this shit out. Alright, I'm gonna close that out. Alright, here we go. VIP entrance, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Alright, where's eight? Where's eight? So we got six! Where the fuck is eight? This is, uh... So there's two, three, four, five, six. There's one. Where's eight? And where's seven? And where's seven? So one is is the one that we were thinking was uh, eight, right? Yeah. All right, gate eight. But there is no fucking gate eight. Alright. Well, it's got to be back here somewhere, right? So that's one, and it goes around this way. Six, so there's got to be like a seven and then an eight. Yeah. Which, if you go that direction, it's Tropicana. Uh-uh. Yeah. Because if 7 and 8 are over here, Tropicana's over here. Mandalay Bay's right here. Tropicana's right here. It works in line for my theory, assuming there's a 7 and 8. But I don't see a 7 and 8. It's alright, we're going to keep looking for a fucking map here because I don't understand Gazuntite. I don't understand why this is so difficult. It's saying there's only six gates. There is no gate seven or eight. Unless it was backstage. And those were specifically for back here. No, because those say VIP entrances by that gate. Gate two is a VIP entrance. You would have a backstage entrance, gate seven, gate eight. Maybe not for... Public no. Oh, that could be. Seven it's only could be for like security and it concessions could be for and workers. The fucking band members to get right. to their buses, whatever shit like that. That, that would be. not be on a public map. Right, that would make sense. So gate seven and eight aren't aren't official gates for public. Right. Okay. Gunshot victim at gate eight. My point is, it would be back here, and it's right in line. Yeah, when you would, when I had said no, I thought you meant like behind where you're to the left of where you're at would be the Tropicana. That would be infrared. No, because Mandalay Bay. Right, Tropicana's on this side of Reno. Tropicana's yeah. over okay. here. That's why. That's why I was confused. All right. One officer reports one down with a gunshot wound to the leg on Reno and Giles. Another female shot in the mouth. Ooh. Officer down. Reno and Giles. Let's find Reno. And where is Giles? Is that one curved right there where your hand is? This one? Nope, that's Reno. Come down. This one? Yep, right there. That's, that's Giles. Well, that's not yeah, it is. Scroll it. It changes after Vegas Boulevard. Because it said Giles on the other thing. See? Right there, Giles. Oh, right there. Alright. So there's a. Okay. 
Officer report. Oh, at 10:13, officer reports 50 to 60 civilians are pinned down behind a wall at Mandalay Bay Road and Las Vegas Boulevard. Debris and bullet going over their heads. Control reports a gunshot victim at Gate Four. Gate Four. Okay, so that fits in line with Mandalay Bay. Right, and that's right by the Robert, the Giles, and Reno. Right, and where was the Mandalay Mandalay Bay Bay Road in Las Vegas? Come down into the left, right Adelaide there. Bay and Las Vegas. So right yeah. in here, that would be Gate One. So if Mandalay Bay shooting this way, or Tropicana shooting this way, okay. Ten fourteen. Officer reports that shooter is on about the fifteenth floor of the Mandalay Bay, facing the lot. Fifteen is quite a few floors off from thirty-two. Yep, and it's about the middle. Yeah. Which is where all these other ones are saying middle. Right. All right. Report that an officer has been shot. 067SC reports multiple victims. Shots fired outside the medical tent. Let's go back here. Medical tent. Where is the medical tent? I'm not seeing the medical tent on this map. And you would think that would be something that is on there. That was in one of these others, though, I believe. Let's see. I think it was this one right up here. It was on this one or this one. Hmm. Oh, that's right. This was a. They don't have a medical tent listed. Which is weird. That would definitely be something you'd want on a fucking map. Yeah. Maps are bad. Yeah, they suck, dude. Okay. Alright, doesn't matter. Yeah, let me get back to the one that I had up here. This one, right? Yeah. Okay. So, there's that. Alright. Um, control 220S, 10.15pm. Control 224, new CP location will be South Central Area Command. Officer 169 reports his team has reached the 32nd floor. What was the... Uh, was that the timeline matchup there, probably? Um, yeah, close. Ten seventeen p.m. Gunshot wound reported on Officer 15820. Officer 751 reports it's been a while since he heard any shots. 10.18 p.m. Control, I got to gunshot victims at Gate 6 with gunshot wounds to the chest and head. Gate 6. Way over here. Okay. Which would fall in line with both shooters. Alright, what's this one? Right. Officer 769 reports that he's taking fire from a very high floor, and we think that it is possibly coming from the Mandalay Bay on the boulevard side. Alright, at 1018, he's taking fire. Yeah, but he had just said that he didn't hear shots for a while, too, a minute ago. No, that was 751. Oh, I thought it was the same one, okay. But at 1015, they reached the 32nd floor. 169. Right. Okay, 1022. Officer reports a strobe light coming from the east side of the Mandalay Bay. Officer 361 requests that a lieutenant set up another command post on Las Vegas Boulevard and Tropicana. Officer uh, 1020. Officer 235. Control, we are getting from civilians that there are three shooters. Officer reports that multiple eyewitnesses saw multiple people being shot and multiple shooters inside the concert venue. 
It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Think about that. Uh, police start to set up a perimeter at Tropicana and Russell and lock down the outer perimeter. 656 sets up a CP at Tropicana and the Boulevard. 10.21 p.m. Report of a male victim with a gunshot wound to the shoulder going to ter- in, going into terminal shock. Officer reports a white car going the wrong way down Las Vegas Boulevard toward the Mandalay Bay. Interesting. Yeah. 10.22 p.m. Officer confirms active shooter in room 32, 32nd floor, room 135 in the Mandalay Bay, which is Paddock's room. 644D reports multiple victims with gunshot wounds on the east side of the building at Reno, just east of the boulevard on the east side of the church. Says that he has a five-man team with him to provide cover for medical. Okay. 10.23 p.m. Control reports that Mandalay Bay Security confirms shots fired on floors 29 and 32. Confirms. Yep. Shots fired on floors 29 and 32. How are you able to confirm a shots fired from floor 29 if there were no shots fired from floor 29? Right. So, are we stupid or liar? All right. Officer reports his team is emerging on the 32nd floor by the dead officer. Okay. So now there's a dead officer. Yeah, which we didn't know about. Uh, I thought there was just a security guard. Yeah. Officer reports that a security guard on the 32nd floor has also been shot by the suspect. Okay. Never heard about the dead officer. No, that's new. Before. That's new. 10.24 p.m., an officer on the 32nd floor. We will need the 29th floor cleared as well. It sounds like it's confirmed there are at least two shooters. 715Z requests that someone go to the camera room to keep an eye on that 32nd floor. 10.25 p.m., CP, all units make sure that your vehicles are locked. Citizens are trying to go into them and grab shotguns. Holy shit. <laughs> These citizens, are they uh, actual citizens or are they part of the chaos uh, mm-hmm. team that was shooting? 10.26 p.m., CP, we have units staging at the boulevard in Tropicana. 10.27, a report of multiple casualties staged right on the concert floor. Traffic spotted headed northbound on Las Vegas Boulevard. All right, so when they say stage right, Dave, is this right hand? Or is this right stage? That's right. That's right there. Over here? Mm-hmm. Okay. I was just curious. I want to get my... my uh, 1028, temporary medical triage set up on the southwest corner of Tropicana and the boulevard. 1029, a report that an officer just north of the event suffered a gunshot wound to the head. Reports of multiple people running across runways at McCarran International Airport. So this is where the concert's going on. People were running this way. Yep. ran so far that they got over the fucking barbed wire fence that keeps in the airport and started running across the fucking runways. That's crazy. That's a long ways to run. Yeah, dude. I mean, uh, you've been to Vegas. It yeah. looks not that far, but that's pretty fucking That's a long far, fucking distance, dude. yeah. Um, but I guess if you're scared and you're right. losing your shit, you know. Uh, uh, 10.31 p.m. Officer reports a black Chevy Dually pickup truck headed the wrong way on the boulevard ripped out of the parking lot as witnessed by another officer. Okay. 10.33 p.m. A four-man element works to clear the 29th floor of the Mandalay Bay. 10.35 p.m. An eight-man element clears the casino floor of Mandalay Bay. 10.40 p.m. Pedestrian reports older white male with black fatigues and a black bag went into a white motorhome by the Motel 6 
corner of Cobalt and Tropicana on the south side. Witnesses say he came from the area of the shooting. East side of the lower roof cleared, employees still on the upper roof. I find this one most interesting. Yeah. So, we need to find the corner of Cobalt and uh, what was it? Tropicana. So there's Tropicana. Where the fuck is Cobalt? Zoom in a little bit. Yeah. I think I'll have to zoom in a little bit more. Yeah. Alright, let's just put it in Motel 6. There you go. There we are. There it is. So there's a... No. We have our pinpoint there. Oh, is it Tropicana and Koval Street, not Cobalt? Yeah. I, yeah, it might have been yeah. heard wrong. Yeah. Alright, so this is where our thing is. Yeah. This is where, right over here. Yeah, not too far from the Tropicana. I can just walk right over here. Yeah. Yep. Interesting, right? Yeah. My, uh, my theory is starting to look a little more plausible. Yeah. And maybe, just maybe, older white male with black fatigues and a black bag. Tell me, who wears black fatigues? I mean, you know what I mean? SWAT. Military. I mean, a shooter. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm. I'm just curious. What do black fatigues look like? A SWAT. I'll look up black fatigues. Yeah, there we go. So when you look up black fatigues in Google Images, it's it's what you would wear if you were special ops, something like that. Right. 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 Yeah. Military. Okay. Police. Anyways, I find that report there to be interesting. Koval, not Cobalt, and Tropicana. Okay. Uh, Witnesses say he came from the area of the shooting, so he would have came from... Giles and Reno. Yeah, then this way. Yeah. And there's a motorhome over here. Now, if you were staging your area over there... It's a motorhome, so you can move it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you could stage it over here in one of these parking lots. I don't know. It seems pretty... Yeah, because not only that, but he's going to know, or would assume that nothing... Where he's at... Now, scroll down, like, over to the right a little bit from where you're at, up and That's over. Right. Yeah. So, Tropicana Avenue is probably not going to be shut down. So, he can jump right on Koval, get on Tropicana, and bounce. He's gone. Yeah. Out of the city. Because he's like literally instances from the fucking freeway. Uh-huh. And that's going to be his best route of exit because he knows Las Vegas Boulevard is going to be shut down. Yeah. And at the Tropicana, there's going to be no traffic because they're going to be shut down, so he's going to get a free shot right out there. He's the next busiest street to get to. Yeah, he's good. I'm telling you, dude. No, All 1042. 1042. A civilian stole a patrol car. Officer reports that he's being overtaken by citizens who are trying to take patrol cars. 10.43. Multiple casualties reported at Giles and Alibaba. 10.45 p.m. Around 20 dead bodies reported in the venue. Casualties reported reported inside Mandalay Bay. What the fuck is this? 
I don't know what that is. got to be an ad laced in yeah, to one of these. Is there a second? Oh, it's this fucking thing. All right. Uh, 1059. Officer reports that a man in a maroon shirt and black short did not listen to his orders. He was headed to the Delano. I don't think that's anything. 11 p.m. Report of active shooters headed down the escalator from New York, New York to the Excalibur. Uh, don't you find this yeah, that's somewhat odd fucking too. interesting? Yeah. All right. Report of active shooters headed down the escalator from New York, New York to the Excalibur. All right. So, let's look over here. Uh, here's Excalibur. Here's New York, New York. Right. Headed down the... So, now remember we heard uh, read those reports in that last uh, episode mm-hmm. uh, that we did on this that... Those people were sitting inside um, Luxor yeah. and saw the people, uh, police or somebody chasing a security guard right. from Luxor to Excal- Excalibur. Yep. And then another report of people saying they were at New York, New York, and saw somebody coming off the elevator from Excalibur into New York, New York. Yes. They were chasing? Yes. Huh. And then you have this report of actors headed down the escalator from New York, New York to the Excalibur. Interesting. Those... Uh, those reports tie in together. Yeah. So, a, a person that was probably shooting from here, Mandalay Bay, retreated this way, ran all the way through here, all the way through here, all the way to here, and then probably disappeared. Yeah. Or they were... Uh, captured and who who knows what happened you know what i mean right if you're if you're mixed up and this is a cia thing i'll look at this next one i like this you're next one. uh you're safe all right 1103 many subjects or report many subjects were down shooter at front desk of new york new york <laughs> weird let's see what this video is probably nothing it's probably some stupid ad Oh, that's just a video of them saying it. Well, that's the scanner saying there's yeah. a shooter at the front desk in New York, New York. Yeah. Now, going back to here. The shooter at the front desk in New York, New York. Look at your timeline. Okay. From New York to Excalibur. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, if you were one guy shooting in Mandalay Bay, you wouldn't have been able to get over there right. at his age. Right. Even in amazing shape. And, okay. Do you understand how there's this makes no sense? Yeah, there's a lot of fucking holes. Do we been saying that since this happened? The day it it's, happened. It's crazy. If you go read this shit and listen to all the, it does none of it makes any sense. 11.04 p.m. Uh, officer reports that a male suspect got out of a white Ford Super Duty dually truck and ran north with a rifle and hid in the bushes. 
20 to 30 years of age. Okay. 11.05 p.m. Control, please be advised there is a woman with a gunshot wound to the head at the Tropicana. 11.10. Harris is a code 4. You know what a code 4 is? Isn't that all clear? I believe so. 11.12. Excalibur is clear. 11.15. Suspect armed with a rifle. 11.16. What sounds like fully automatic gunfire can be heard over an open mic with a fast cycle rate, possibly an MP5 9mm. Bellagio is hearing a lot of shots being fired. A suspect is inside. Dow, did you see that video? Did we play that? Yeah, yeah. With the lady and the guy yeah. walking around Bellagio with shots being fired, but nobody's talking about it on the yep, news? Yep, There you go. Bellagio is hearing a lot of shots being fired. Okay. Number 18. Officer, Bellagio is going to be negative for a 415A, and that's per security. Do you know what a 415A is? Yeah, that's the assault with a weapon. Okay. 11.19 uh, p.m. The third floor of the Mandalay Bay is clear. 11.20 p.m. Officers reportedly breached suspect's room. 11.21. Uh, officer, female wearing camo, Air Force-related dress uniform. She has short blonde hair with a cover on braid. With another female wearing a black top and blue jeans, they took off running after they passed me. What the fuck that has to do with anything? Nothing. Um, 11.23 p.m. Officer, newer model black Monte Carlo arrived at 22.13, which is 10.13 p.m. At the valet in front of the Luxor, four males got out. Possible suspects. Okay. So now we're just shooting in the... In yeah, the wind. we're just making sure. We're just pissing now. in the wind with yeah. all this. Uh, 11.26 p.m. Officer, possible suspect in a trash can. An officer is pulling him out. Which, if you think about that, you may hide in a garbage can, too, just to fucking, you know, get away from right. bullets flying at you. 11.28 p.m. Officer, taking three into custody. Officer, two females, possibly armed with weapons. They threw something uh, to the ground. Person spotted laying down by a power box. I don't find anything suspicious about any of this shit. Uh, 11.34 p.m. Control. Woman is calling in saying that a shooter is on the seventh floor of the garage at the Mirage. That's new. Okay. Let's back out and titch here. Mirage is way down here. There she is, yeah. And the garage, which I'm guessing is somewhere back here. In the garage, in the Mirage pretty far away from the whole deal yeah let's see here i think the garage is right here i'm not positive on that but it's, yeah, it's at the, been a while since at the I've back side the i believe of the mirage um oh it's probably this maybe that's treasure no island. it's treasure islands that's why it says ti self-park yeah. No, that's the sentence. Oh, here it Mirage is. Mirage parking, there you go. All right, right so here. Once again, in the back. Uh, and also, way far away from what's going on, but in order to get there, you got to pass Bellagio, where they just had shots fired not long earlier than that. Right, right. Okay. 11.40 p.m., medics report that they are taking fire at the Tropicana. Taking fi- at eleven forty, they're taking fire, meaning they're getting shot at at yeah. the Tropicana. Yeah. Uh, Zebra Zebra Twenty has one suspect down. 
not sure what that is. 11.41 p.m., officer reports 1,000 to 1,200 people sheltered in place inside the Michael Jackson Theater at Mandalay Bay. Officer reports negative shots fired at the Tropicana. So... A minute later. A minute later, all of a sudden we don't have shots at Tropicana. Okay. 11.43 p.m., officer reports 30 citizens sheltering in place at the southwest corner of Fairgrounds. 11.45 p.m., control requests update on possible device at the Luxor. Which there was no previous yeah, no one said anything about statement it about that. Eleven forty six PM report of shots fired at Caesar's Palace and the Bellagio. Alright. You know where those are at. Yep. Caesar's Palace, Bellagio. Okay. Eleven forty seven. Floors one through five have been cleared at Mandalay Bay. Why are you clearing those floors if the shooter's at the fucking thirty second? Right. eleven forty eight. Report of a guy with a gun at Paris. Security is trying to point him out, but we can't find him. So now you have Paris in the mix. He's right there across from the Bellagio. Yeah. Okay. So you got shooting here, shooting here, shooting here, shooting here, or a guy with a gun here. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, 11.49. Bellagio security confirms negative shots fired. No one is going in and out. They are locking it down. Okay, so before there were shots fired at Bellagio, right. now there's no shots fired. 11.50, pavilion inside the Tropicana secured. 11.51, strike team of six arrives at the Tropicana. All right, so that's this video of the guys walking this guy out of Tropicana. Right. 11.51. Interesting. 11.53, officer reports that a WFA grabbed a silver extinguisher and placed it behind a slot machine at 23.55, 10.55 p.m. What's a WFA? Do you know? Uh, like female? Yeah. Or something? All right. Officer, we have intel shots fired at Harrah's. Need confirmation. Reports of shots fired at Planet Hollywood. So now you've got even more. Now you've got Planet Hollywood and... What was it? Harris. Harris? Harris right there in Planet Hollywood's down. Planet Hollywood's down here. Right there, yeah. Okay. So that's pretty much almost every fucking hotel at this point. Yeah, and they're, well, they're all right in the same vicinity. Yeah. Too. Um, 11.54 p.m. Officers request that the Luxor be checked for shots fired. Report subject ran across the roof at the front of the Tropicana. Oh, check that out. <laughs> Um, strike team 13 arrives at the Paris. 11.55, report negative shots fired at New York, New York. 11.56, Zebra 20 finds a credit card in the shooter's room which bears the name Mary Lou Danley on it. Which ended up being... The girlfriend. Yep. 11.58 p.m., strike team deployed to Harris. Zebra 20 finds an address associated with the credit card and the suspect, 1372 Babbling Brook Court. 11.59 p.m., report of a male walking into Bellagio employee entrance with a rifle. Fourth floor of Randalay Bay is clear. Again. Because they've already done one through five. Yeah. 12.09 a.m., now we're into uh, October 2nd. Officer gets a report of a white male wearing a black T-shirt who is going into clubs armed with and clearing them out. Last seen at Chateau. Armed with what? Doesn't say. Body odor. And maybe... 12, 11 a.m., officer reports no casualties at Tropicana. Possible suspect on 4th floor Mandalay Bay. Which they just cleared it. <laughs> yeah. 
12.17 a.m. reports of gunshot victims at Reno and Giles. Again, officer one in custody at the Motel 6. Interesting. Yeah. 12.18 a.m. Officer, shots fired at the Aria. A bunch of people are running, but nobody actually heard the shots. Interesting. Yeah. So how do they know shots fired then? Yeah. Um, 12.20 a.m. Report of active shooter on the fourth floor of Mandalay. What the fuck? <laughs> so now we have an active shooter after it's been cleared. Twice. Yeah. We did one through four, and now we didn't do four by itself. 12.21 a.m. Strike team enters casino floor to sweep it at Mandalay Bay. All right, you're going to sweep the fucking floor now after the shooting's been done? Although right. now you have an active shooter. Again. Again. 12.22 a.m. Report of a 413 person with a gun by the Motel 6 trailer unit. Which is what we talked about earlier. There's yeah. my Motel 6 guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 12.29 a.m. Officer requests a strike team to gate four of the venue. Okay, that's right there. Yeah. Oops. Uh, officer, we have a suspect who we are not yet able to take into custody. That's odd. Yeah, because they're that's the one requesting the strike team to gate four because they've got a suspect they can't take into custody because they're probably taking fire or something. Yeah. Strike team twenty two. We are en route at twelve thirty two a.m. Report Valley Security saying they have one detained, saying that he was involved in this. Negative weapons were found on him. So that was probably just some drunk asshole. Yeah. Uh, 12.33 a.m. Officer White male in custody at Valley's no weapon. 12.36 a.m. Report Encore and win on lockdown. No more areas of concern. 12.40 a.m. Zebra 50 requests that six EMTs meet Zebra units in the Mandalay Bay Lower Valet and team up with them to clear floors and assist with medical. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, scroll down a little too far. All right. That was 12.40. All right. 12.43. Reports of shots fired at New York, New York. Force Pro 6, we don't have any shots fired. So supposedly more shots fired at 12.43. Right. But then we don't have any. What's Force Pro 6? I don't know. Must be another team. Yeah. All right, 101 a.m. Officer, vehicle at Luxor has been cleared. It is not a bomb. So there's your answer to the, the, the device. device. Yeah. It took them that long to fucking... And they never even brought it up. They just said, hey, there's a device. 105 a.m. Officer reports that most of the Tropicana is secure. Most. Mm-hmm. Uh, 106 a.m. More people found inside concert venue after it was cleared. 115 a.m. Officer people are still getting into the ve- venue crime scene. Locked down the inner perimeter. 129 a.m. Woman a report woman claims to have video of a shooter. 141 a.m. Report two WMA uh, running northbound from Four Seasons. I believe it's white male adult. Yeah, and when the FMA. WFA. WFA was white, white female, female adult. adult yeah. All right. Running northbound from Four Seasons. Where's the Four Seasons at? Do you see a Four Seasons anywhere? Um, up more, I believe. No, up. You're, you went down. I thought I was by the Encore. Let's put it in the map. Oh, no, it's by fucking Mandalay. Northbound. Wow. Running that way. So yeah. it's right in front of 
uh, Mandalay. Yeah. You know? So literally right across the street from the fucking. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's down right here. So yeah, it's down. Yeah. All right. Uh, Unit making contact with the two white male adults, WMAs. Two. That was at one forty-two. Two twenty-three a.m. The airport is open, so the airport was closed. All right, and uh, that's all we have now. All that we just read you came from police scanner. Yep. So that was, an, that was a that was a transcript of the police scanner. So when you look at all that, there's a lot of interesting things I think about reports of different things and and all this and all these reports of shots fired at all these other hotels and you know what I mean like. There's yeah. people, eyewitnesses said they saw the glass broken from Bellagio. Mm-hmm. But we don't have any pictures of it. Right. No, no, they're not even reporting on it. And, but yet that lady walks around and, and even talk to people that work there. Yeah. That were, like, blocking areas, saying that there were shots fired there. Because that whole area, there's glass broken up. Right. But yet, no mention of it. Anyway, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And all these other hotels had, like I said, pretty much fired. every fucking hotel on that strip, you know, minus a few, got hit. Yeah. Or allegedly, you know, there were shots fired and shit. You got one more small one? Um, let's see here. I think this is more on. Yeah, yeah guy. this is basically, yeah, that guy's thing, so we can get rid of that. This one, this one I, uh, was interesting, uh, but now, uh, this was from Anonymous. Remember we were wondering about yeah. Anonymous, and yeah. now there's, the the whole thing is gone. One thing I wanted to look up was that John Bielman guy for you real quick, and then we can. There's an obituary already? That would be fucking, Jesus Christ. Oh, it's uh, false. Well, according to Snopes. Yeah, no, it's bullshit. Let's see here. I thought it was on. So he was in New York, even? Well, even in Vegas. Well, uh, let's see what this. Well, this is USA Today. So Snopes is saying it's false. USA Today, it's a pretty reputable newspaper, mm-hmm. according to, what's well, the mainstream, right? Right. Um,. I'd say it isn't true. Okay. Uh, well, anyways, the article I read, because I can't wait. find the fucking thing. Why does it shit pop up like that? I hate that. Well, anyways, the article I read saying that he, they found a charger in the room that is only used for phones that uh, people in the CIA, the, the CIA-issued phones, mm-hmm. are... Used so like they have certain phones they have like special phones that they use right like SAT type phones right well the chargers were designed for these particular phones these chargers don't fit any other kind of phone and they found this charger in his room okay and the guy that created or made these chargers was that John Bielman so the connection being that you made this charger f- work for working for this company. 
who does has contracts with the Defense Department and all right, this shit, right. and we found this shit in there, but this guy is supposedly some Just lone civilian, right. gunman guy right. or whatever. How the fuck did he get that in there? And so they, like, uh, supposedly raided his house, whatever. And then, like, the next day, while his wife was inside doing dishes or something like that, he took his himself and his handicapped daughter to the backyard and then shot his handicapped daughter and himself. Why the fuck would you do that? Yeah. While his wife was supposedly inside, but she never heard gunshots. But he didn't have a silencer on his gun. Right. But he just... That's, that's the thing. So... Now, Snopes is saying that's false, so whether it's Snopes is right on that or mm-hmm. whatever, let's say it's true, I don't buy it because there's no silencer on the gun. His right. wife didn't hear the gunshots. You know what I mean? Well, um, my guess is she killed him and the daughter. No. Why not? Why would she do that? Well, she didn't want to take care of the handicapped kid anymore. Oh, well, you're going all different. And silly route with things. He, so let's just say that's not even a, a factual right, piece, okay? Right, right. Uh, what are you thinking after what we just covered now with maps and all this shit? Um, yeah, I still I mean, there's a whole big piece we didn't even touch today. We're gonna have to do a third follow up on this. We didn't do the CIA terrorist gun deal thing. We didn't even talk oh, about yeah. that. Well, we'll have to do a third one. That's though. what I just said. So, um, so if I leave that part out of it... Um, well, let's just let's just tease it. Right. We're going to give... We'll, have, we'll do a third one. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do um, that piece of it. We'll discuss... Because, yeah, there is more that I haven't... We didn't even get to uh, ...done that... Uh, because we haven't even touched the InfoWars articles yet. Right. And those have a whole different angle of the motive and the dealings of what's mm-hmm. probably the most accurate picture you're going to get. So yeah. so what do you think of the John Bielman thing? That's good to you. What do you think of it? Of the, that John Bielman part? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's suspect because yeah. it, it would make sense if it happened if, if they're if they're they're they've initially lied about when he checked in. All the mainstream media all this stuff doesn't add up. The the receipt, oh, that's not mm-hmm. real, but yet it is. The uh, check-in date was wrong. The timeline they've changed. All this stuff is changing, and and all this. There's only one shooter when it's anal- analysis saying there's two. So John Mealman, could he be real and have actually done this? And if that's the case, did he kill himself after his house got raided by the FBI? Or is John Mealman not real? Did they actually find this charger in that room or not? That's a tease for the next episode yeah. because that's where my uh, my whole thing after reading all of this, everything, taking everything into consideration with the maps and all this, in the next thorn, the third one, third time's charm, I'll give my final thoughts on that as well as you. Yeah. But uh, there there's some InfoWars stuff that we need to cover first. We need to touch for sure. Because that's going to be key to, I take that into consideration, and that's a piece that you haven't heard yet. Yeah, I know. So, at that point, or at this point, we'll call this one, I guess, part two of the Las Vegas massacre, and... Uh, undecided. Yeah. Look, well, not undecided, it's just... Not declared, then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
yeah, we'll just call it a tease for the next one. Yeah. So maybe in a week or two you'll get part three. Hopefully that's the final. And that <laughs> hopefully by well by then, you know, we should actually have some more from the quote unquote official narrative, and uh, we'll 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 wrap our investigation up in okay. that one, or at least what we think. Based right. on all things considered. All the evidence at this point will wrap yep. it up. Okay, I'm done. Sounds good. Cool. See you then. See ya. So please, do us a solid. Share us with everyone you know. Thanks for listening.